Hello, family, friends, and fellow fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm Seth. And we're here once again with Fleet Street Geeks. Yep. Here we are discussing some very interesting topics, including our fan casting of the Fantastic Four, which will be a fantastic fun time. Yes, it will be. And we're also going to be discussing the Fantastic Four 2005 film and other nerdy shit. I mean, we're just going to go into it and, you know, we're... uh, We've been we've been over here at the Fleet Street Geeks. We've been kind of working things out because we're very very new to a lot of this and trying to f- get our footing on what works for us, what doesn't yeah. work. And uh, you know, we started doing some reaction stuff on our YouTube channel, but uh, you know, because of you know work stuff and time uh, time constraints and resources, it just seemed like right now it's kind of best to kind of put that on the back burner for now and. You know, you, we'll probably come back to it in the future. Yeah, who's, Who knows? To, who's to say what's going to happen? But we have a podcast, which we're both really passionate about, and putting all of our time and energy into that and making sure it is as fun for you guys as it is for us to make and, right. and, and filling it with fun content. That's what we're going to try to focus on, which is why us talking about nerd news and you know having different topics every week and different movies or maybe shows or games to talk about every week. That's going to be a wide variety that will hopefully have people come back. Right. So that's the plan. This is a nerd variety show. We do what we want. Yeah, we do what we want. You don't want to listen? Don't listen. Please listen. Please uh, listen. But we're going to start with kind of some nerd news. Uh, did you want to start us off, Jeff? Uh, sure. Why okay. not? Um, well, I can think of some reasons why not. Well, there's... Really? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just not that good of a speaker. What, what no, that's not what I said. You're, you're putting to, words you're in try, my mouth. You're trying to... Okay, You're putting words in my mouth. I said I had reasons. Didn't say they were good reasons. Oh, but I had well, reasons. All right, then. I, I'm okay with that. Okay, but I like you, Jeff. The Sandman producer. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just steamrolled it. Like, go- like I'm tired of what you're I'm, saying. I'm, tar- I'm going on with my. This bit's gone too long. The Sandman. But the Sandman producer has actually said why there was a gender swap. For John Constantine in okay. the show. And it was, as I pretty much supposed, it's to be as inclusive as possible. Okay. That's that's literally it. Uh, though he didn't create the character, Neil Gaiman uh, is standing by his decision to gender swap the curmudgeonly wizard, uh, John Constantine, in The Sandman. Um just to give it like a fresh set of eyes and kind of retell it through a more modern lens. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think you know, you said you had read The Sandman. How long mm-hmm. ago was that? God, that was forever ago. Like forever. I was in high school. Okay, so last year you, you, were, you were reading <laughs> The Sandman, and I, I mean, I'll say like you know, uh, I, I wish it was last year. <laughs> I haven't read The Sandman, so me seeing it for the first time, which you can watch our uh, four rea- we've done four reactions. Uh, you know, you can watch those on the channel, and I think a couple weeks uh, down the line, after we've both watched all of season one, we'll probably do a whole episode uh, of a retrospective. Yeah. Um, but just so you know, we've only seen the first five. But besides that, as someone going into the show for the first time, I mean, I I wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. If I if you know if you had never told me that in the Sandman it was John Constantine instead of Joanna Constantine, and I'm looking you in the eyes when I say that because It's Constantine. <laughs> yeah, constantly. <laughs> and we're <laughs> 
Thank you for laughing. You're, at that. you're welcome. I'm sure everyone else was laughing too. You're, you're very welcome. But you know, I wouldn't have known the difference, and I think I really enjoyed Jenna Coleman's produ- uh, performance so yeah. far. So I'm, you know, there's no problem with it. And yeah, in- inclusivity. Like, if it doesn't take away anything from like the character, which it did, you know, because you know, those are the only aspects I would say in which a character needs to stay, you know, what they are. You know, I mean, I mean it, was, it was pretty much just John Constantine yeah. as a woman. Yeah, which I mean... Literally even, nailed his personality. Like, if you look at, uh, like, Lord of the Rings. We're both big fans of Lord of the Rings. Yes. You, you've seen the live action. Have yeah. you seen, You've seen the Ralph uh, Bashke version, I've too. seen the Ralph Bashke version. I think, you know, it's very telling in, you know, obviously the Peter Jacksons. We have Viggo Mortensen, who is a white man playing Aragorn, which is fine. It's, yeah. I mean, that's... I haven't read the book, so I don't know his description. But in the Ralph Bashki, he's got a very much different looking a, design. A much you know? darker skin, yeah. darker hair, sort of like Native American esque, almost. I, so and Which, I and it doesn't take away from anything at all. You no, know, it's still Aragorn. Yeah, it's still Aragorn. He has the he has you know personality. He has uh, that you know, it was characteristics. Hurt who, uh, yes, it was. Him, so you had this phenomenal voice actor behind him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if it if it takes nothing away from like the character, I'd yeah. say do it. You know, it's a, like, well, I mean, don't just do it to do it. I mean, I think I think it can work and it's can, and it can not work. It just depends. But I, most of the time, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Just do it. Right, and I think they did it the way they should. Yeah, literally, they kept the personality. They kept the um, character uh, intact with Joanna and. Uh, you were to look at her versus John, there's little to no difference. Yeah. And I I mean, and I think one reason I really, it doesn't bother me as much is because there are just as many, because it's all about representation and all about like relating to a character. Right. And at least for me, there are just as many characters of who are like similar to me, who are white, who are bald and, you know, even uh, plus size who I can relate to, but just as many who are look nothing like me that I can also relate to. For me, it's all about like personality and character, no. uh, not necessarily about like appearance, especially when that appearance has nothing to do with the story. Like, well, no, it's unfortunately ta- a lot of characters that I connect with look nothing like me. What are you <laughs> talking about? None of them look as strappingly handsome. No, they look way more handsome than me. What the hell are you looking at? <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, sorry. Sorry. I was looking at that mirror over there. Of Kermit? Of, of Kermit? <laughs> no, you're looking at my poster of the Muppet movie from from 2011. Great movie, by the way. Love that movie. Great movie. Yeah. And I do have that poster where they're all walking. It's very strange because you can see their legs. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Yeah. So and used to not seeing the Muppet's legs. Kermit's legs go on for miles. <laughs> so... Um, but besides that, I mean, like I said, I like that. I'm excited to continue on with the Sandman and to have a retrospective of the whole, uh, uh-huh. first season once we both have finished it. Did you, uh, you had something else? Uh, something else. It's, it's just a little bit of gushing on my part. Hey, we like I, gushing. Cause I like the guy. You know, I don't know where gushers went. They're I still around. Have, have you seen gushers? They're still around. Where? I've seen them in Walmart. Why didn't you bring me any? I thought I we didn't were friends. <laughs> you were supposed to buy you some. What do you mean you didn't get any? I know you didn't get any because there's none right here. Obviously. I, I like sour gushers. Sour. See, sour gushers. I'm kind of moving away from the sour flavor. Really? Yeah. 
I don't know what it is. Like, I tried to have a sour uh, watermelon gummy the other day. I put it in my mouth, and I'm not kidding. I would have preferred to die <laughs> right then and there because of the, the flavor. Is getting to you. I just went. <laughs> it was a physical reaction of what did I just put in my mouth? Second time I've had that feeling in my life. If I had a nicker for every time that happened. I had a nickel. <laughs> I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> I uh, actually pride myself on a pretty good Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I actually did do a, a TikTok uh, way back where I did my Doofenshmirtz. It got liked by Dan Pavenmeyer. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I, I <laughs> oh, was very happy with it. Mm, uh, and I've done, I've done a couple see, videos see, where... that's I've, a credit you can give yourself. Yeah, and I've done a couple videos where I've done my Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and almost always, whenever I do it, the comments are filled with at Dan Pavenmeyer, at Dan Pavenmeyer. Hey, Dan Pavenmeyer, take a look at this. <laughs> so I do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't get that. <laughs> hey, you, I, listen, you do a lot of great impressions. We'll have to do a whole video where we like talk about impressions and stuff and talk about yeah. like our favorite voice actors. That could, that, that could be a really that, fun that'd talk. That could be a fun talk. Yeah. Um, but I want to gush on this guy for a little bit with one particular article that has been brought forward by Bryce Dallas Howard. I love Bryce Dallas people, Howard. But it's about Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt. Um. She said, I made so much less money than Chris Pat on the Jurassic World sequels, but he fought to get paid quality for her. He did? Yeah. That's good to hear. Uh, like. Did, did they eventually give her uh, proper paying? I want to say they did. Um, she said, what I will say is that Chris and I had discussed it. And whenever there was an opportunity to move the needle on stuff that hadn't been already negotiated, like a game or a ride, he literally told me, you guys don't even have to do anything. I'm going to do all the negotiating. We're going to get paid the same, and you don't have to think about it at all. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's so stupid, and especially in this day and age, for that kind of like, thing to happen. Why because is that even a you, thing? Like, you shouldn't be like, well, he's the main character. It's like, they're both main, like, they're there's both no, the main characters. There is, like, a movie like that... Like, they're all the ensemble. Like, literally... It is an ensemble cast. You like should Sam, pay them about the same amount. Yeah, like, when it comes to the first... If you were talking about, like, the original th- three, with Sam, Neil, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, all three of them should be making the exact same. You know? No, I don't know what the figures were for those movies, but yeah. I can... I, I have a sneaky suspicion. Yeah. Sam, Neil, and Jeff Goldblum got paid more than Laura Dern, yeah. which is a travesty. Like, I don't think that anyone was like, you know, I wouldn't go see Jurassic World Dominion, but I'm such a big Chris Pratt fan, I'm going to go see it. No, the people who are going to see those movies are going to see them because they're probably fans of just the Jurassic series, yeah. not for one particular actor in it. Now, I like Chris Pratt in those movies. I think he's a fun action star in them, but I equally, I mean, just as good in it is Bryce Dallas Howard, who does a lot of great work. I like. I, mean, she, I love her. And, all that running she did in high heels in the. First I couldn't one? do it. Have you ever ta- walked in heels? Yes, I have too. It it's sucks. horrible. <laughs> I don't understand how people do it. High heels. I want to kill the misogynistic bastard that made them. Like when I <laughs> when I wore heels for a role, but uh, and I had to I had to special order size thirteen heels. Okay, Jeez. which was a and it had a six inch heel on it. Yeah, and I had never worn heels before in my life. And I'm not talking like had these were four inch heel. These on weren't mine. these weren't like go go four inch. You listen. We 
What was yours for? Uh, see, mine was actually for, uh, it was Hairspray. Okay. I, I played the mom. Oh, you played Edna? Yeah. Where was that at? That was at uh, Casper Community College when they put it on. Where's Ca- Where's that at? Wyoming. Wyoming? Oh, yeah, because you lived there first, didn't you? Yeah, I lived okay. in Wyoming first. I grew up mostly in Wyoming. That's amazing. I didn't know you played Edna. See, and, and Yeah, I played Edna. Um, I had a chance at being in uh, William Shakespeare play, but I had a self-induced hernia that had me go, nope, can't do it. Oh, well, that's fun. Because I was playing <laughs> Charles the Wrestler in that one. Okay. Oh, was that um, As You Like It? Yeah, okay. As You Like It. I, you know what's so weird about that? <laughs> is I was thinking about As You Like It the other day, and I was thinking, you know who it would be great is to do that play and to have... Jeff played the wrestler. I literally <laughs> had this thought because I was like, that needs to Which be a, is funny as hell an actor because that was who is actually the role that I was in in As You Like It. Yeah. And we had like this whole wrestling thing planned. It was between me and another guy who had actually been amateur wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. So we both knew how to like tie toss. up and toss each other and he was like the right size for a guy that normally, you know, I would be the heel, he would be the face, and I would throw him around and everything. Yeah. Until he would get the upper hand towards the end. But like I said, self induced hernia and I was out of it. Yeah. But when I play when I when I did my heels, you know, they were they weren't like uh go go boots and stuff, which I was supposed to wear heels again when I was going to be doing kinky boots before COVID hit, uh, which I was Dreading because heels suck. But <laughs> yep. when, I, when I was wearing those six inch heels and going upstairs, the laughter that exuded from that audience, I wish I could have captured in a <laughs> bottle because they <laughs> erupted so loudly because it took me like 15, 20 seconds to get up a couple stairs because I was so careful. I was like, I'm going to break my ankle and die right here on the stage. Ladies that wear high heels, we love you. Yeah. My calves... Like, or looked like... I have a whole new respect. They, they were rock solid. I could have kicked a tree and had no issue after doing that show. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. Drag queens and ladies who wear high heels, I totally respect you. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but also... Because good lord. But also Bryce Alice Howard. I mean, she's just so... Uh, what, the episodes of the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett that she have that she has directed yeah. are so good. Like she's a fantastic director. Besides just being a great actress, I mean, I really like her in a lot See, of that's, things. That's a very rare thing where you get an actor that's also a good director. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, she definitely deserves to get paid equally. Yeah. So that's but, but that's Chris, what she had. But Chris Pratt fought for her to have pay quality well, throughout the whole thing. That's good to hear. You like to, you like to hear about uh, actors. Supporting each other, yeah. uh, that that should always be the case. So I do have, like I said, I had a couple stories and everything to talk about. Uh, not too too much, um, but we will go through this. Okay, here we go. Jeff, me, can you <laughs> when you think about movies that deserve a sequel, what are some that come to mind? Uh, deserve a sequel? Yeah, oof, oof, it doesn't matter what you think, Jeff, because I guarantee you, you're not going to say R.I.P.D. Because R.I.P.D. <laughs> is getting a sequel. Why? It actually doesn't, isn't getting a sequel. It already has a sequel. A direct-to-DVD sequel called R.I.P.D. 2 Rise of the Damned. Why? Do you, do you remember that movie? I don't remember that movie. I, 
That I, was a, I, that was one that I put like way back. That was a movie my... that was starring Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds about uh, two. I believe they were ghosts who were working in like yeah. a police department for the dead, and yeah. it was based it off was, a comic book, it, and it, and it bombed. It had a total of twelve percent on Rotten Tomato. Still does. It's <laughs> horrendously bad. You know, Jeff Bridges is carrying over his accent from True Grit, and Ryan Reynolds oh. is there. So, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but they're not returning for this sequel. It's like a new cast of like unknowns and stuff. But when I, let me tell you something. When I saw this news, I went, "Huh? What? what who? Who, who all... is asking? How much money did this cost? Because that money could have gone to people who deserve it, like me or anything else. It could have gone to some homeless person that needed a house. Yeah, but no." Now we're going to get R.I.P.D. to Rise of the Damned. See, this is where bad sequels should go. Yeah. Just go to the next homeless person. Give them a house. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what's what we should do, Jeff, is we should find this movie. And we should watch it. And so and then and then I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm like holding a gun to you as I'm telling We're saying, gonna watch We're this gonna movie. watch R.I.P.D. two. Whether you like it or not. We are going to love this movie, Jeff. What was it called? R.I.P.D. two Rise of, of the, the Damned. Damned. Wow, what a generic name. Yes, <laughs> I don't understand it. At all. Now, Jeff, here's another piece of news. Okay. okay. So as I had told everybody, we're watching The Sandman. Yeah. Uh, we're five episodes in, so halfway through it. Apparently, uh, Netflix has dropped another episode. They, they did? They've dropped an 11th episode, a bonus episode. Uh, okay. I believe it's an animated episode. Animated? Uh, yeah, like about... Covering like an extra issue of the same man, I don't have a whole lot of details about it. I'm still trying to find find them all out specifically. Yeah. However, I can tell you that this animated episode uh, has the likes of Sandra O, oh, okay. uh, James McAvoy, David Tennant, Michael Sheen, Arthur Darvel, and Derek Jacoby. That sounds like, that sounds like the cast for the. Uh, uh, Audible. Oh, I know. Uh, well, I at least know James McAvoy did it because James McAvoy was yeah. uh, was dreaming that. Right. Uh, I know he's not playing dreaming this because the guy from the show is playing dreaming this. But like, I haven't. Like I said, I haven't watched it because obviously we haven't gotten to that. But it's. Just, it, I'm like, that's interesting. I've never known and, Netflix and, and to drop David Tennant and uh, yeah. Derek Jacoby into this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a like, it, and there's even more actors. That are, there are names I don't really recognize, like oh, Joe Lysette, Michael and, Sheen, uh, and then there's a another Arthur name Darville. I don't want to even try to pronounce because I know I'll mispronounce it. Oh, I, I'm looking <laughs> at that same one. Yeah, I'm like, but yeah, it's no, I'm not even going to try. But it's very interesting. I've never known, like you know. Netflix will sometimes they'll release like half a season and then like down the line they'll release a second Surprise! half. Surprise! Yeah, but they've never I've never known them to do something where it's like and here's an extra episode just because here's an extra like, when episode does that and it's animated. Hmm. Yeah, why do this? It's very interesting. Uh, we'll have to the, we'll have to make sure we ca- catch that for our Sandman discussion. Yeah. All right. So a couple more news. Um, more we news. We also apparently I didn't know if you knew this. But the rights to Lord of the Rings have changed. 
have really? changed like have who changed. has them. So, so apparently, it's not part of the uh, Tolkien estate anymore. Well, apparently, le- less than a month ago, until the um, you know, we're less than a month until Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power, we're very close to it. Uh, Embracer Group has announced that they've acquired Middle Earth Enterprises. Uh, the company now owns the worldwide rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions relating to the iconic fantasy literary works. Of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, so um, it's, you know you may like hmm. maybe wonder like what does okay. this mean and everything. I mean they've said that um, you know they're very interested in having new opportunities to include additional movies uh, based off on iconic characters of like Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum, Galadriel, Eowyn, and other characters well, from the do, literary works. Well, we do have that Gollum video game that's coming out. Somewhere. Yeah, which is very interesting that they're doing that. I don't like. I still don't know how to feel about that. I know a lot of people I, looking I at the was weird. The footage of it looks very old. Like it does not but, look like, like it something looks nowadays. Like it looks like a gen behind. Yeah, and but I do like the kind of idea of a stealth game. You know, yeah. and and I like putting it games. and putting stealth it around uh, Gollum. That's what Skyrim the turns into for me. Yeah, <laughs> every time I'm every time I start Skyrim, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to play a heavy armor, heavy two handed fighter, and that's how I'm going to play my character. And then nope, two days, sniper. two days, I'm like, snick, I snick, you know, sneaky sniper. Where's my bow? You know, it, but it's such that's they have done a really great job in that game with the way they do snipe with the do way they do bows and arrows. <laughs> Sorry, I was hiccuping. <laughs> Leave me alone. I have ailments. Ailments. Damn it! <laughs> He's been drinking this morning, folks. Yes, and I've been drinking Lipton Diet Green Tea Citrus. Well, that's what they call that liquor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, um, I think that's about what I had news-wise. Like I said, like it's not been yeah. a huge news week, uh, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but yeah, it, it's been pretty easy. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna take a break now, or do you wanna go straight into our uh, uh, Fantastic Four fan castings and then? Uh, I, I say we go into the fan casting and then we take a break. And then we because then we'll have. Because then we'll have time to talk about that movie. Yeah, that whole spiel to talk about the O five. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Four. Okay, yeah, we're just say the O five Fantastic Four. Yeah, that is. Weird. I, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> should be the O four Fantastic Four. Damn it! No, it shouldn't be. Uh, but okay, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to each give our castings, and then uh, like I give my casting, you give your casting, or do you want to go back and forth on characters? Uh, I think going. Back and forth could work. Yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay, you got your... Uh, now, who all did... I know we were kind of loose last week with talking about who we were casting. Who did all do you have castings for? I currently have castings for the Fantastic Four themselves and... Uh, uh, Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom. Why did I <laughs> blank on Dr. Doom? Well, he's got such a forgettable name. I know. Just... Generic as hell. Un... Like... Completely, completely forgettable. Completely forgettable. Like lame as hell. Um, okay. <sighs> did, did you get any other ones? Uh, no, just just them. Okay. Maybe on the spot because I don't have any on the top of my head. Let's on the spot also fan cast uh, Silver Surfer and Galactus because okay. they have huge have huge histories with these characters. They have huge tracks of land. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> tracks of land? What is that from? That's Holy Grail. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen Holy Grail. She's got huge 
Chucks of land. <laughs> okay, okay, I remember. Okay. It's, I need to rewatch uh, Holy Grail. You, you need, know the you episode of Life of Brian is still our highest episode? Uh, really? Listen, yeah, 52 listens. Wow. Which, I mean, if someone may be like, 52? That's what, nothing. What, what, 52? They need to get more. <laughs> hey, go listen to them. We got a lot of episodes up, you know. So, I'm excited uh, to continue on. Okay, so. Oh, so. Uh, let's start with the man. So we'll the start man. with with the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Fantastic. Now, um, or Doctor Reed Richards, whichever yes, you want to Dr. call him. Doctor Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Now, uh, we're talking, and this is our fan casting for them coming into the MCU because they are. Uh, it, it is going to be the first movie of Phase Six. Mm-hmm. So you know they're going going forward. You know, we know we're getting uh, Avengers the King Dynasty. We're getting Avengers uh, uh, Secret Wars. Yep. So we have there. And you know, after that, we'll be getting X-Men and stuff. So like the Fantastic Four are going to be people who are in this universe and probably going to factor into a lot of future stories in a huge amount of ways. Right. So um, that that went into some of my thinking. But uh, talking about Mr. Fantastic. Now, I will say this. Um, Jeff. You have not seen Multiverse of Madness, have you? I have not seen Multiverse of Madness, but I do know Reed Richards was a part of that. Yeah, so uh, in some ways, you know, and we'll get into... I think it would be fun to do a sort of ser- a separate series from our podcast where we catch you up on the MCU. I, like in, I need do to their catch own. up so bad. Well, we Especially can, with all that's coming up right now. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to be lost again. Yeah, we were hoping to do like reactions and stuff, but if we can at least watch them together and then do kind of reviews on each one of those things, I think right. that could be just as fun. So I agree. But yeah, in Multiverse of Madness, we do see Reed Richards. Now he is in a separate universe. Do you know who portrays him? I have no idea. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you this spoiler, okay? okay. Just so it's a thing. Because right. this this has been a lot of discussions going forward. In Multiverse of Madness, now it is a separate universe that he goes into that he sees So him. it's a possibility that our main Reed Richards is going to be someone it's different. It's someone different. Okay. But in Multiverse of Madness, in the separate universe, he's portrayed by John Krasinski. Damn it! <laughs> so, um, but, uh, who who has been a huge uh, fan cast? Him and his wife Emily Blunt have been huge fan castings for a long time. I'm Jeff. <laughs> so so, which is why going forward, you know, a lot of people are wondering where that's going to go. I'm going to ask you, Jeff, based off your reactions, are those your castings? Yes. Uh, okay. Let's, let's talk about it. Okay. So those, so your fan castings for yeah, uh, Dark, for Mister Fantastic for... And, and Sue Storm are not, not even kidding. Are, I didn't even. <laughs> I, well, I mean, there's no like the the thing is they've been talks for a they, long like, they time. Look the part to me. Yeah, they well they do in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, the thing is John Krasinski was originally a possibility for Steve Rogers. You know, yeah, he was he was in that big group of people who auditioned for Steve at the very beginning of the MCU, and he didn't get it. And there was also, you know, very famously Emily Blunt was supposed to be Black Widow. And then she didn't yeah, because she, of scheduling. Yeah. Uh, I think she also may have been pregnant at the time. It, so it, I don't remember if that was the case, but I do know that there was a scheduling conflict yeah. that kind of got in the way. So they both were not – they were supposed to be early in the MCU, and then they weren't. So um, now, you know, and they've – like I said, they've been talked about a lot. 
People have been wanting that. So that's the big question going forward is, was this just a throwaway, oh, because everyone has said uh, John Krasinski, they'll put him in here, or is he going to be our Reed Richards going forward? Hmm. Which, so, but, so they, but they were your choice? They were my choices. Yeah. I mean, they, is, is it, and you're choosing them. Is there anything else you can say about that? Well, one of the reasons why I chose them is, one, they're already husband and wife. Yes. So they're going to have that dynamic already in there. And they're supposed to be married before the series even starts. Um, so Susan and Reed already having that connection. Uh, to me, that is something that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons. The other one is I look at their faces. They look the part. Yeah, I mean, they definitely do. I mean, especially... I mean, Emily Blunt is blonde. She has that face that just, to me... Disappears. Yes, I am, I, I, <laughs> I am going to kind of say this in kind of a weird way, but you look at her and she looks like she's a very intelligent person. I don't know what it is. It's because she's but there's British. Some, there's some people <laughs> that you look at their face and for some reason you're like, okay, I can... See if this this person has a high intelligence. Yeah, I mean, some people. Just I don't know have, why. <laughs> some people just have looks about them, but you know, like John Krasinski. I mean, him when he has the beard, it looks like a like whenever you see pictures of Reed Richards with a beard, I'm like, it's there. I see it. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's it it is. I think those two are really great castings. Um, it is because they have been mentioned a lot that I tried to go away from those. And uh, I had no idea. <laughs> I know you don't get on the, like that. That's one interesting thing when it comes to us like getting news stories and stuff. You have to actively go look because I don't like you're not on the internet that oh. much. You kind of just engage with like uh, the different types of media, but you're not like looking up news stories and on social media that much. No. So yeah, um, but it's. I will say though, my casting. I went a little younger. Oh, yeah? Because I was trying to think of people who still have a good age on them where they can be mature, but they have the ability to, going forward, you know, have plenty of years to play these roles. Okay. So I'll say my castings for Reed and then for Sue, um, since we know yours. Uh, <laughs> Easily blew, blew over I'm mine. sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't know that... <laughs> Uh, but I would say my immediately you said the first one. I was like, "Well, great." There's the first one. Then you said Emily Blunt. I'm like, well, <laughs> shit. shit. <laughs> what number am I thinking of? Four. <laughs> my casting for Reed uh, is Jonathan Groff, who is mostly known for uh, a lot of work on Broadway, but more like his in terms of his face. Uh, he's in Mindhunter. I can kind of see he, that. He's the voice of Kristoff and Frozen and Frozen Two and everything. Yeah. I, in terms of a young, younger Reed who will grow into the narcissistic asshole that we that all is Reed love, Richards. that we all love to hate. Um, because that's what happens to Reed Richards. Everybody, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, he's he's an he's an asshole. Uh, but I. That's what happens when you have the most intelligent man in yeah all of. Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. it's 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 a burden. But I that that is my choice for Reed. Yeah. I think he had. I think he has great acting talent. He's done. A, I think he can he, pull it. He's off. done a wide variety of roles on for the stage. He needs. I think he needs a really great 
uh, stage or film role yeah. to really get him in the public light. I mean, he's known for, his voice is known in the he, Frozen he's, franchise. He's known in Chris, as Kristoff in Frozen. Yeah, but, but having as for him, like face, yeah, his, his face and his acting talent there for everyone to see. Yeah, I can I, I can see him making this like his big break if you yeah. were to fan cast him as that. Absolutely. And my second cast, my casting for I like that you're looking up these names in case you well, don't know well, them. Well, I'm I'm looking them up mm-hmm. and I'm also looking at their faces because Jonathan Groff, I knew he was the voice of Kristoff, but I never seen his face. Yeah. Just looking at his face, you can can, I, can I you can, see it? I can go, yeah, I can I can see it. So like give him that the you know, yellow the not yellow, white streaks on the sides of his head and yeah. yeah. It can definitely happen. My casting for Sue Storm is Hannah New. Now, Hannah New is from my favorite show, Black Sails. Um, She plays the role of uh, uh, Gunthry. Oh, she uh, definitely Eleanor loves Gunthry. And she's she's around the same age as him. She's beautiful. Uh, And she's got that... Yeah, she's got great blonde hair, which I really like for uh, uh, Sue. And... I, again, I think she's a great actress who just needs that kind of big role to really push her out front. You see it. I can see that. So, uh, I can that, definitely see that. Yeah. So she is my casting for Sue. I Again, I think she would do a really great job. She's fantastic in black sales, and giving her a great big Marvel role would be great. My house creaks, so get over <laughs> it. I just, I just heard it, and immediately my head like snapped to the side. What's happening? So, uh, our casting for next, I guess we'll do Johnny Storm. Johnny? Johnny Storm, brother. The Human Torch, brother of Sue Storm. Flame on! Flame on! He's a great character, really fun. Who's your casting? My casting, I've actually gone back and forth on a few. Okay. But I finally settled on one, which I think is a good one that I want to see this guy on. I didn't like him early on in his career. But since he actually showed he's got some acting chops on him, I've gotten to respect him a lot more. Okay, Zach Efron. I and that's a that's a great casting. I've I've seen a you know you and and some of my my choices for uh, Johnny and and the thing and even Doctor Doom are ones I've seen I've seen. Uh, my castings for Reed and Sue are completely like I haven't seen anyone mentioned, but my choices for them are on a bunch of people's lists, and Ze- and Efron's one I've always seen on that list too. I mean, he's he's got that charisma. He, he's got, and I, I know he's got the ability to come off as a very like young, impulsive, yeah, uh, person because. He played that all through High School Musical. (laughs) (laughs) You put some respect on Troy Bolton's name, okay? (laughs) Listen, listen, I grew up with High School Musical. I remember, like, I played basketball as a kid, like, in that upward uh, division. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a Christian kind of thing. (laughs) It's like a Christian division where, like, you join a team and then you go out there and you'll play games and... Uh, it's all in this uh, one gymnasium that we played in, and we had like these armbands, and that's how you kn- and they were different colors, and that's how you knew to block because you had to only block one kid, you couldn't block anyone else. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. but <laughs> but I had a game one night, and I told my coach, I was like, "Listen, I know I'm here to play, but High School Musical premieres tonight, and I gotta see that." <laughs> I told him this. 
That was back in like tw- 2007. I'm sorry, I was, coach. I was 12. I'm sorry, coach. My high school musical is premiering. It wasn't a sequel. It was the premiere. And you know what? I played my game and I went home and I watched where I recorded it. <laughs> and my life changed for the better. I said, to hell with this sport. Bullshit. I want to be on this. Why would I play basketball when I can sing about playing basketball? <laughs> Two of the same thing, I'm sure. Two sides of the same coin. It's a, it's a constant struggle between within Troy Bolton. Anyway, so... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he, he's, he, he, you know, a lot of people wanted Zac Efron to be Adam Warlock, who we now have as Will Poulter. So it's like, he, he's got the, phys, the superhero physique. And he's got he's the got, look. He's got the look. He's got great acting talent. I think he would be a fan, like, he'd be a fantastic Johnny Storm. I think so. He, he, he's almost my casting. The only thing is because my, my guys are in their, like, Mid to late thirties, I wanted to go with someone kind of in their twenties, and he's in his thirties. Yeah. So that's the only reason I went lower because I would say Zac Efron one hundred percent. However, but he my can pull cho- off being younger too. One hundred percent, he can. But my choice uh, is actually another one I've I've seen it poked around a lot. Um, he gained a lot of uh, favor with Stranger Things. It's Dockery Montgomery. He's also the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, okay. So he he's he got a lot of attention, and you know, I'll I'll also say kind of Joe Keery from Stranger Things. He also mm-hmm. I think could do well, but Dr. Montgomery especially, I think I think his acting could be a little more in that arrogance that you really want to see yeah. from Johnny. Um, yeah, so he's my choice uh, again. He's like in his twenties. I, I think. Related to the my my read and everything, I think he'd be really great. If we're going for someone of the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, I think Zach Gaffron could be a little better. Uh, okay. So. Now we go to my favorite character of the Fantastic Four, the Ben thing. Grimm. The thing. The thing. I love the thing. The uh, thing is my favorite character, hands down, in the four. Yeah. So. A lot I, of care I was goes, looking and looking and looking. Yeah, a lot of care goes into this uh, to this option. And, and this one, I did not look at traditional, quote-unquote, traditional actors. Okay. I looked at pro wrestlers. Okay. I I went, I want somebody who already looks like he could, he could kick somebody's ass. Look, Dave Batista uh, going, Dave Batista, like, and just talking about, like, at wrestlers becoming actors. Yeah. I think he he is the best wrestler turned actor in terms of acting ability. Like even he, more than Dwayne Johnson? Yes. Like Dwayne Johnson's more than Hulk Hogan. Listen, <laughs> more than Hulk Hogan. Hey, well listen. He does give him a run from his money in Suburban Commando. Uh, you know, that's a pretty great movie. Okay. Oh his his role as Shep. Uh Shep Ramsey. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Where's the lamb sauce? No, <laughs> it's a completely different character. Um, brother, no, but, brother, um, come on, brother Reed, you're gonna stretch. <laughs> I, but no, but seriously, like, so 
it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, of it's what not you're out saying. of the realm of possibility. Like, you, you know, even, even the rock, even the rock ha- is a good actor. He's and, a good actor, and, but definitely. Dave Bautista proves that like you can go from wrestling to acting, and you can be legitimately good. Yeah, like fantastically good. But the person that I'm picking, yeah, is probably somebody that nobody would think to pick because quite honestly it hasn't been until recently he's actually been able to start doing his own promotions okay because he just doesn't speak that well and i think that would actually add to the endearing quality of ben grimm Mm -hmm. i want him to be played by brock lesnar i don't know who that is let me show you I need, the legend of Brock Lesnar. You bring up that picture. But Brock Lesnar. Now, um, yeah, I, I can't picture that name. Now, I, as a kid, I was much more into, what is that big man? <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I actually, I've, I've seen pictures of him before. That is, that is a big ass man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you just have to paint the rocks on, and he would would fill I know, right? well. How old is he? Um, I'm not sure. How old? Let's see. Age. Look up his birthday. His birthday. Look at his birthday. What happened to him? His birthday. Brock Lesnar. Happy birthday to you. Well, he's he's actually 45. Same so age that would, as John Cena. Yeah, that would well, that would work around the age of your other choices. He like, yeah. especially if he's supposed to have grown up with um, Reed and kind of been his muscle and everything. Yeah, I think that works perfectly. So I think that works. So my choice. So I did not go with a wrestler. Oh, because it, you you wonder nowadays because we do have we have we have a couple live action things, um, mm. Bingrams. You know, we have the original 90s movie, which isn't great. No. We have, you know, Michael Chiklis in the 2005 and 2007 films, which, uh, which is a lot of practical, you know. Uh, in, a lot it, of practical, practical, and it tore up his voice. Right. And then we have Jamie Bell and, and Fran Forstick, where it's it's CGI. So you wonder where they're going to go with it in terms of Marvel, because they could go either way. I think it would be cool to do a mix of the two because that's, I that's think that's what I think should happen. So, but that being said, I was trying to think who do I think would be a good Ben Graham, who has great acting ability, who also would be a good source of Jewish representation in terms mm-hmm. of okay. you know, having a good Jewish actor, and who kind of needs a big a good revamp into the acting world uh, in a big way. Okay. My choice is Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. The fuck? What? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he's great. Why? He's great. Now he's a he. He has potential to be a crazy person sometimes, but ultimately, but in general, just do it. Just do it. In, in a lot, like he's he's proven more than on more than one occasion. He's a great actor. I think he's got a good size. I think I think he like I could look at him and be and then when he ever, whenever he's put up especially against my read uh, Jonathan Groff you would be like oh yeah he's the muscle you know compared and, to Jonathan Groff yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, also he's got muscle to him I say I see it I I th- I think he's got the acting ability and especially then if you move into kind of a um, 
a mix between the two of practical and CGI, I think it could happen. I think it could work. I've been surprised by castings in the MCU before. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, I'll go, okay. I'm telling you, I'll, even I'll, Stevens <laughs> could, take, could go up there as the thing. I think it could work. And, uh, you know, and... Yeah, with, with, the, with my... It would work with my group. I don't think he'd work alongside John, uh, with, alongside John Krasinski. Um, but in terms of uh, my four that I have... Those are my choices. I've I've okay. I've posted a video in the past where those have been my choices, and uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I feel very strongly about it. I, now, okay. Now we're probably going to get some castings for them, like relatively soon, especially if the movie's supposed to be coming out uh, in 2024. Yeah, that, that so that's that's going to be pretty quick when we're actually going to get yeah. the cast. Members. I wouldn't be surprised if we started getting castings by like D23 is in about a month or so. Yeah. We could get something then. It, yeah. Like, it's not too far out of the realms of possibility. That That is true. Uh, I'm actually putting it that we might get some, like, very early next year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, either could happen. Now, Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. This one's a tough one. Dr. Victor Von Doom. Leader yes. of Latveria. Latveria. I have two ones that I could see. Um, Well, I'll... I have one who's probably my biggest, uh, and then I can kind of go into other ones that I also think would be good options. Yeah. But uh, who 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 are you kind of thinking? Um, I'm actually thinking. Th- this is one that I've been like mulling around because part of me is like, well, I like this guy because he could do the voice for mm-hmm. Doctor Doom very well. But yeah. then I'm like, well, I also want somebody who can actually fill the suit and yeah. be able to have that presence in the suit as well as speak. Yeah. Um, I don't want them to be separate. I don't want to do the whole uh, uh, Darth Vader thing. Yeah. Uh, which, don't get me wrong, that was a great choice. But having them be but the having same. having them be one and the same. It, it allows for the, for the role to be completely one actor. Yeah. I understand. I'm actually going with... Uh, Surprisingly, someone else's choice okay. on this one. I was just looking up possible actors that could be Doctor Doom, and mm-hmm. then I saw this one and went, "You know what? This could work." Mm-hmm. Glenn How Howerton. Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton. I do not know who that is. Uh, the name doesn't strike me. Let me, let me, let me, let me put it up for you. <laughs> I mean, like you need. You know, we've had a couple Doctor Dooms. Um, he um, was best known as Dennis Reynolds in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Let me see him. He looks like Mia. Really? Now, I see... You uh, know what's funny? I had seen some kickings around, like... Uh, I, I saw a rumor, like, three months ago. People saying that he was the forerunner for Reed. Really? Yeah. Which is weird, huh? But, but that's I would actually that's put a, him forward as Doctor Doom. I want to see him pull it off. I mean, you know, he's more com- comedic he's as more an actor, comedic, but that's not but I a want problem. Him to be able to shift. Hey, many actors have proven that they have the range for both. You know, I mean, I hell, I wanted uh, you know before Robin Williams unfortunately passed away. I always wanted him as uh, 
um, oh God, what's his name? Oh, it's in Batman. Prof- Professor Strange, Hugo Strange. Oh, Doctor Hugo Strange. Yeah, I, I could he, actually see him. Pull he that would off. have been so amazing. He that, would have, that would have been like a total flip of Patch Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean instead of being like he would be a homicidal jackass as as, as opposed to yeah. just the regular jackass that he was at Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have been more like the guy that he played in Insomnia. Yeah, Insomnia or even uh, One Hour Photo. One Hour, like he had probably that, a combination of those he two. He had that range. But that's an interesting casting. I, I'm, I haven't thought about that one. I've seen a lot of names. My The name I usually go to for Doctor Doom... Uh, uh, I think Matt Smith would be fantastic. I can see that. Um, I also... Dr. Doom's one where like I usually go with three names. Matt Smith's one. Uh, Killian Murphy, uh, I think, would okay. be great. He's got a great voice and a great presence as an actor. Um, I also like kind of like the idea of Nikolai Castawalda, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think he, he could do a good job. He could definitely do it. And, you know, there are rumors that we're going to see Dr. Doom in Black Panther Wakanda forever. A lot of people think that he, really? may, that he may be kind of a secret villain who is kind of pulling the strings and making I, Wakanda and Atlantis go to war with each I, other. I, I will say one thing about Dr. Doom. I want to see Dr. Doom have his own TV show before we get Fantastic Hello! Good morning, Latveria! No. <laughs> I, I'm talking about, like, him getting his own show, like, She-Hulk or anything like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not a talk show! <laughs> Jesus Christ! No! So you're saying is that Doctor Doom should be played by James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody! I'm Doctor Doom! <laughs> Oh, crikey, it's the Fantastic Four. (laughs) Can you imagine if Graham Norton played Dr. Doom? So, 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 you, you're a thing. (laughs) And you, you just light up. And it's so sorry that Sue couldn't be with us. Oh, there she is. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't. We said he should have his own TV show. That was not at all what I was thinking of, but... That is a bit of my brain went to. Welcome, Fantastic Four. This is Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, but, no, I could see that. That Dr. Doom having his own miniseries where it goes through, like, him losing his mother, Uh him going through the whole thing of trying to get his mother back, uh, where he gets all his magical abilities... And then we get Fantastic Four, so you fully understand just how big a threat Doctor Doom actually is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, they debate on whether or not, you know, we should get a origin story within the Fantastic Four. The thing is, people, you, you can never make everybody happy because no. the same pe- there are people who will be like, I don't want to see the origin story again. I don't want to see Uncle Ben die again. Right, but then those same people are like, why don't we hear anything about Uncle Ben? You know why? Why don't they like they're speeding through all this stuff? It's like you wanted that. You know, they, you're skipping the origin because that's what you asked for. Yeah, a lot of people like were like, she, we, "We've seen this origin story before. Yeah, let's not see it again." Or even if they have haven't seen it before, like like She Hulk goes through her origin really Re- quickly, really fast, and people are like, "Well, I haven't seen her train." 
you wanted it to skip it. It's the same thing with like you had a montage. Like it's just ridiculous. So, I. But if they were to go that route, if they like you know, I would say maybe have like Fantastic Four. Their first outing, maybe it's not against Doctor Doom; it's against a different kind of villain. Yeah, just and just get, maybe you just have get like a, a B or a C lister villain. Yeah, and then maybe Doctor Doom uh, can be in a sequel, and then you go through his origin in some way. Like, I, I don't know how they're gonna. I trust Marvel; they haven't really stirred me wrong before. I mean, they made it in Humans, but I mean, <laughs> you know, that, they made the that, first that season was, of Iron that was, Fist. That, that was that was one that was one red mark on their. Record. They have a lot, but it's. I, I trust them to mi- to be consistent in a lot of ways. Like I've I've enjoyed most of what they've put out, so yeah. I do want them to give uh, a lot of weight to Doctor Doom. I want him to be f- uh, threatening and intriguing, but also his name's Victor Von Doom. It's silly. <laughs> it's a comic book, but it's you a, can it, also it's a have comic book villainy name. Yeah, but, but you, you want, can also have you want it to have um, sincerity. Imp- Impetus, I suppose. Impetus? That's a good word. Uh, okay, so uh, going real quick, though, let's also kind of cast uh, Silver Surfer and uh, Galactus, because they're both big parts yeah. of Fantastic Four. Which now, I didn't I so didn't prepare I'm... either, so I'm just going to pick some names off the top of my head, and we're going to, and we'll talk about it a bit. So my, yes. my choice for, if I were to pick um, Silver Surfer, you want someone with a good figure, because he's mostly going to be silver. Clearly. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also kind of want someone who is going to be just ethereal, you know? just And can have – I think one thing so, about – Someone who can pull off like I am a super being who deals with intergalactic threats on a regular basis. And I'm also the herald of Galactus. Right. So – So I actually – I would go two ways. I think if you were – because I think you need a great voice. Because originally in, in 2007, it was uh, Doug Jones who was the mo- – yep. Because Doug, the, Doug the Jones physical. just – he's an awesome actor when it comes to just full body makeup and everything. Yes. Him being um, – uh, oh, shit. What is his name? The he, uh, Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Abe Sapien. Yeah, Abe Sapien. And he was great yeah, as that. Right. And he was so he pl- he was the physicality of Silver Surfer, but the voice Fishburne Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. So I would say one of two things. I would well, I'll say three things. <laughs> My I always wanted. I'll say I always wanted Luke Evans as Namor, but I think he would make an equally good Silver Surfer. I think he has a great look for it, and he has a great uh, physicality and voice to it. Okay. Uh, my that's, that's an interesting choice. My second choice uh, would be to go unknown, but specifically be only saying unknown because I don't know of an actor who could fit this, which is a shame. But I would go with like a non-binary actor. Uh, okay. I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know, um, because unfortunately, there's just not a lot of non-binary. Yeah, there's not. Um, Actors that are prominent right now. Right. But having that kind of role for uh, a role like Silver Surfer, I think could add a lot of weight to his or their, uh, you know, race and their representation, you know? Because, I mean, they're a Silver Surfer. You can't be like, well, it's a guy. I'm like, show me the penis. (laughs) Show me anything that proves that that is is necessarily a male. Show me. Prove it. The penis. Show me. Show it to me. But 
But if they were to go kind of the similar way of this other one, did you just? Are you looking up penis? <laughs> <laughs> no. If they, but if they I'm went, looking up my guy. <laughs> if they went a different route, if they kind of were similar to 2007, where they had uh, someone as the physicality, and then they did a, a voice. Yeah. The physicality that could be any kind of actor. Uh, I don't right. really have any options for that, but the voice. I would choose Kari Payton, uh, who's you know most known for like Cyborg, but also mm-hmm. King Ezekiel and Walking Dead. Yeah. That man has a voice that makes me want to cry. Um, he, it's he's got, how good he's it got is. a really good voice. He's also an like, but if he didn't do that, he's he may be my number one pick for Craven the Hunter. Ooh, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, I want to see that now. I like. I want to see Marvel. Listen, I would. <laughs> I would love for Jason Momoa to be Craven the Hunter. I think that would be amazing to see. But if he didn't make the jump from DC to Marvel in that way, my choice would be Kari Payton. Mm. And quite honestly, going on almost on the same line because they're from the same area, mm-hmm. I would say if not Jason Momoa, then get Roman Reigns from WWE. You got a lot of WWE people you want to bring into this. I'm all I'm all about because it. Because they there got are pro wrestlers present. that are good actors. Yeah, I guarantee you there's a one of those big motherfuckers who would be a great rhino. My choice for <laughs> oh. my choice for rhino is uh the mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh, because you just put him in the suit and he Dude. just let him run. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to do a whole episode where we're casting uh, Marvel or Spider-Man villains and stuff. Yeah. Because I like casting stuff. But who are you, uh, who's who would be your uh, Silver Surfer? Originally, what I was thinking was who has had experience not just being almost entirely CGI, mm-hmm. <laughs> but naked. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, it would be Bill, Billy uh, Crudup. I believe his name is. He plays Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, but he's older now, so he's his face doesn't look quite the same. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, that's kind of like more money that you're going to have to do with like an age down. Um, Depending. I mean, he's a silver man, you know? Yeah. Like he's, it's, <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know like how he looks now in terms of physicality. Uh-huh. But... There's also another member of Watchmen that I would say could do possibly the voice of uh, the Silver Surfer. Okay. And that's Matthew Good. The guy Ooh, who plays Ozzy I love Matthew Good. The guy that played Ozzy Mazzius. Yeah, he's, he, he wouldn't be a bad choice for even the physicality part of it. He's got a good figure for it. Yeah. So it's possibly him. He could possibly do both. Yeah, I like he he's he's in a lot of shows and stuff that I also watch. Like he's in Downton Abbey, mm. um, but he's done a couple other role. He's in an Imitation Game. He's obviously in Watchmen, but he hasn't also he's also not had that big breakout. I think that would be good for him. I, I think that would be good for him. Now, but in terms of like originally, I was thinking of him just voice, but now that you mentioned he's also got the physicality of it. He could possibly do that too. Um, hmm. If I were to do it separate, yeah. If I were to do it separate, I would probably find like again an unknown uh, bodybuilder type mm-hmm. to do the look of Silver Surfer, but the voice of Silver Surfer, voice of Silver Surfer, I would want something that sounds. There's so many good al- voice al- almost actors. Like, almost kind of like, almost kind of like flat, but has a lot of gravitas to it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's why, like, yeah, like they're just get, so... Get many. Steve Blum. Yeah, like, get, yeah, that, he, he's amazing. 
Like, get any voice actor. Like, they, there are too many voice actors get who Jim aren't coming. Got... Get Oh, bother. <laughs> I suppose I'm here to be the herald of Collectus. Oh, that honey? I suppose I'll spare Earth. <laughs> Smackaroo. <laughs> now God, that's weird now uh, in Galactus because Galactus I'm, though now that's a role that a lot of people are anticipating of being like a huge Avengers level threat uh, kind of villain down the line which would be really cool to see yeah um, I think with Galactus like you gotta go I think you, I think they're going to probably change his origin where he'll probably be a celestial because they're very prominent in the series now. Well, with from Eternals yeah, it, to other things like they'll probably he's part of like the high, he's one of the like I, high. I forget what they're called. Yeah. It, it's not the Living Tribunal. The Living Tribunal's a a thing. Thing. Yeah. But he's like one of the higher celestials along with with Eternity <clears throat> uh with Chaos. Yeah. But they'll probably have him in a... Des- what I mean especially is their designs in the MCU aren't physical people. They're vo- like they're, they're constructs with like that are humanoid in their uh, design, but they don't yeah. have a face. It's mainly their voice. So if they're going that route, we probably won't have a physical face actor for Galactus. Which I don't think we would have either. I think that'd be fine, especially if you got a great voice. My choice, I think I'd go with Liam Neeson. I think I think you go with that. Like I think he has that that deeper voice, and he and him saying "I hunger," and just, and having that gravitas to it. I think that's yeah. the way you go. I was actually leaning towards Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> As Galactus, he's got more voices than Joker. He does. I actually just watched. Uh, I'm rewatching Batman the Animated Series, and I was watching the Mister Freeze episode, and I forgot that he was in it as a completely different character. But yep. he was talking, and it was just his voice, and I was just like, uh, "Mark." He yeah, he's got a lot Mark of great, Mark. a lot of great voices. I think. I mean, that's not that's not a bad option. I th- I think either Liam Neeson or Mark Hamill could pull it off. Yeah. I mean you could go I mean you could go with any type of like great voiced actor to do it. <laughs> Can you imagine Morgan Freeman? I'm Hope. here to devour this universe. I can, <laughs> I can smell you. <laughs> I smelled earth and now I'm here. I'm here. And it smells like honeysuckles. To tell you the, <laughs> to tell you the truth, Earth didn't look like much when I first saw it. <laughs> uh so yeah, you th- th- got a lot of great options. I think that I'm I'm excited to see what they do with these characters down the line. You know they're gonna bring them in because they're such huge characters. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm Ooh, could Andy Circus voice him? Oh, Andy Circus could do anything. Which I mean, and that's one thing, is like if you have like you and someone would be like, well, Andy Serkis has already already played Claw. If it's just his voice being used, that's fine. Voice. That's why that's why Vin Diesel's always been the choice to play Black Bolt. Yeah. because he doesn't speak. Yeah, he, he goes he, he goes from saying only one line as Groot <laughs> to saying no lines as Black Bolt. <laughs> so, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, a lot of great options. Uh, if you guys got any options for the Fantastic Four or any fan castings, let us know in the comments and everything. Yeah. Because it's going to be really exciting. We're going to take our break. But when we come back, speaking of the Fantastic Four, we are going to be talking about 2005's adaptation of Fantastic Four. So, uh, yes. 
nostalgia. I'm excited. So put, so come back in a moment. Here's a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back in a moment. Bye-bye. back everybody we're back like a dinosaur story <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> roll on back to the dawn of town and sing this song with me that should have been on our list uh we oh, do oh god yeah, yeah oh we, i feel ashamed well we will be doing a, a raffle after after this to see what next week's episode will be yeah. since we're back on our you know we kind of took two episodes back on where our we, sort of regularly scheduled yeah we had we had two episodes that we did where they were kind of just the news stories and other fun topics. Um, and those did decently well, but I think people really like our talking about movies. Yeah. Because those have been, those were what really did well. So if you're going to want to go watch those episodes or listen to them, they are still up on our YouTube, but for uh, continuity's sake, uh, they're no longer available through Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Podcasts and all those. So yep. go check those out there if you want to. We talk about D&D stuff. It's, I just didn't want to get rid of them completely because uh, we did have a lot of fun talks. Right. But uh, they're just like for continuity's sake on uh, all the apps and everything. I don't want people being like, well, what's, what are these two episodes? That's weird. So, But this it's, week, it's two very strange we episodes. are talking about a specific movie, and that being 2005's Fantastic Four. Yeah, which I'm extremely grateful for that you did not pick Fan Four Stick. Yeah, I listen. I like us a little bit more. Then again, I did pick a lot of stinkers on the raffle for possibly next. Yeah, week. but at least this was entertaining when I remember watching it as a teen. I rewatched it last night in preparation for this, uh-huh. and I'm going to say this: I love this movie, man. <laughs> I really like this movie. I, you know, I don't know if it's nostalgia or I'm just giving in to the comic book ridiculousness of this. I'm like, but I legitimately enjoyed myself watching this movie. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's more nostalgia than anything. Being able to see no, it's Chris, it's just Chris good. Evans. It's just good. It's just good. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. A griffin as, as Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> what? what was that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Was, is that your Griffin impression? No. <laughs> Are you sure? My Griffin impression is this. That's Peter Griffin. <laughs> Lois, flame on. That's horrible. Talking about flame on. Gri- talking about impressions. That was not a great one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Anyway, but yeah, but in rethinking this movie, because this was at a time. And I and I said I've told a lot of people this. I think you can tell a good. It, you can tell if a superhero movie is made pre Dark Knight and post Dark Knight, yeah. um, based off the way it's shot, the 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 pacing of it, and what they focus on, because this movie is definitely still within the grain of everything that was coming out at the time. You know, we had yeah. Spider Man. Uh, two thousand two, yep. Spider Man two. A year before this, we had we X Men. We had X Men. We were full into all those. We had um, this being two thousand five. A year before, we had X two. Yep. You know, we we were having all. We've had the Blade movies. There was Daredevil. There there was a lot of superhero movies coming out at this time. They were big Which, properties. They were big properties, but at the same time, they were not doing as good in the box office as they have been for the last, like, ten years. Right. Now they are just staples, and they are huge hits. Back then, they were – they could be a fun 
popcorn movie, which yeah. I think is what this movie fully is. hundred percent. I think it it focuses on that. So we're, what we're going to kind of do is uh, – I don't know if we have a name for this segment where we watch the, the movie specifically. Maybe we could, uh, you know, you have Wikipedia up and we were going to yeah. go through the plot of it and kind of bit, let that be our um, guiding post. Be a wiki and, watch. Yeah, wiki watch. Will. A wiki watch. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fleet Street Geeks Wiki Watch, where we go through the movie based off the Wikipedia plot description. I like yeah, that. Be- because we've already seen this. We already know what happens in it. Yeah. But the synopsis gives it into a nice, concise few paragraphs. Yeah, it allows us to kind of uh, steer our discussions to specific topics. Right. Uh, and even before... I mean, go, go ahead and start with it All right. in reading this description. Starting off the uh, plot of 2005's Fantastic Four, Dr. Reed Richards, a bankrupt physicist, is convinced evolution was triggered millions of years ago on Earth by clouds of cosmic energy in space and has calculated that one of these clouds is soon going to be passing near Earth. So together with his friend, astronaut Ben Grimm, uh, Reed convinces Dr. Victor Von Doom, CEO of Von Doom Industries, to allow him access to his space station to test the effects of exposure to the cloud on biological samples. Right, and that's and I'll say this about the movie: it just starts like the, the yeah. even the opening credits. I thought was going to go on a lot longer because I was used to at this time the Spider-Man intro mm-hmm. where with the Danny Elfman music and like going around with the which, web. Which still looks cool. Which is still great. I, Even the X-Men it. movie intro going through Cerebro. And this one, it's just like, this is Fantastic Four. It's, now watch the movie, it's asshole. Right, it's right in Like it. it just starts. And so that's the thing with it that like, like the shot just comes up and you see them building the statue for Von Doom and they're talking. Mm-hmm. And I like... I kind of, I kind of admire the movie for that, for just starting, for, for just way. getting right into the action, going uh, what is called in most uh, media in media res. Yeah, just uh, like just throwing you in and being like, these are your characters. This is the setup. We're not, we're not messing about by being like, oh, we got to show them before this. Like you are getting to know the characters through their interactions with each yeah. other, and I like that. Which, to me, it helps with this. Very ensemble cast that is the Fantastic Four. You have the Fantastic Four themselves and Victor Von Doom. You have to get them all in the same room, all established, all connecting, and understand what their dynamic is between each other. And they did it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, and so and we have uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Yoan uh, Gretoff. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it the, the, is... gentleman, the guy who plays Reed. I it's he's a Welsh actor. I know that uh, much. If I don't oh know Lord, anything, I'm looking at his I know name he's, and it's like, oh, I know he's Welsh. He's uh, Welsh. I do. Uh, unfortunately, Wikipedia does not give us a. Wikipedia, how, you suck. How do you. Thank you for being the basis of our entire bit. Well, <laughs> it's, I, I, I think it's basically Ian. Ian? It's like I, 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 it's Ian like I O U N? I O A N. A N? Yeah. This guy's weird. And Grufford. Grufford. But, Gruff, but he also was, you know, in, he was in King Arthur with Clive Owens and he played Lance a lot and he was yeah. in a couple other things that were really great. But he plays Reed and you have also Michael Chiklis as um, as Ben Graham and yeah. Julian McHammond? McMahon. McMahon? Yeah. Vince McMahon? <laughs> no. You have Vince McMahon no. as Dr. <laughs> Victor Von Doom. And off the top, bro! <laughs> <laughs> 
It goes back to your uh, I'm the your boss. WWE. No, I'm the boss. I, You're fired. <laughs> was that a thing he did? Yeah, oh, a lot. Oh, a lot. I I see clips. I'm like, was he actually in the ring with them and he, doing stuff? I, when he was like 60 years old, he was on the cover of Men's Fitness magazine. Yeah, good for him. He 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 got in the ring. He did stuff, and he did not pull punches. Apparently, all right. <laughs> Well, Vince Von Doom uh, is they meet with him. And, Vince Von. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so, um, but uh, Von Doom he agrees in exchange for control over the experiment and a majority of the profits from whatever benefits it brings. Yeah, pro- the 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 number seventy five, you know, plus uh, plus these benefits. How about his firstborn? <laughs> you know, I do. I I love Michael Chiklis in this when he's been. Uh, when yeah. he's grand, when he's the thing too, but whenever he's been, he has such a snarkiness to him that is yeah. so much fun to watch. I mean, watching him in the Shield before seeing him in this movie, which it, is weird, it, which is weird. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I dig it. I yeah. love it. <sighs> yeah, like he he knows what movie he's in, but he puts a hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. It, he he has this story of like kids coming to him all the time and saying, "Please do the things, voice," and he'll happily do it for him. He goes, "Go away! <laughs> I'm a drunk cop." Because <laughs> uh, you have some kids going up and be like, "Do the thing from the shield," and then he shoots them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But after he agrees uh, uh, to do he this, he brings aboard his chief genetics researcher and Reed's ex girlfriend, Susan Stormer, and her reckless brother Johnny. Yep, and Sue is played by Jessica Alba, and Johnny is played by uh, Chris Evans, a baby Chris a, Evans. A very they very all baby look like babies. Kid. Like I've seen, like Jessica Alba looks like really young like yeah like I, I was looking up her age last night and like i mean she's 41 which means during this she was like in her 20s and i'm like is it real like really like yeah. I, I mean i guess i've always like I, I thought they were older than that uh you know i mean reed's obviously like in his like th- mid 30s or early 30s uh yeah. but jessica alba was in her 20s and yeah i mean that's Again, though, when the way they set up these characters is so nat, like I just immediately understand the characters. If I right. had never watched this movie before, which I've watched this movie <laughs> a bunch, Jeff, I remember having same like we same. we grew up with a with like a lot of DVDs, and especially we also had um, portable DVD players. Yep. And we had a, I think it may even be in the room we're in right now. There is a container that contains 100 or can hold 100 DVDs. And it, it even has like a little lid on it where you open it. You can write the name of the movies like in order so that yeah. and, and then you have this button on it. That you press down and spin, go over to the specific number, and then whenever it's on that number and you open up the lid, it pulls up that movie. Uh, wow! That was that was my I, streaming I, before streaming. <laughs> I wish I had that. As a it was kid. cool, and and we would fill. We would literally take that with us anywhere, and we would have it filled with like sp- like one is Spider Man, two is Spider Man, two, three is Spider Man, three, then Daredevil, X Men, X Men two, X Men three. 
Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four Two. So, like, so you, we so you went, just had your superhero montage. We had we had like superheroes. We had Ratatouille in there, The Incredibles, all these movies, and we were just like whenever we were on trips and stuff, we could just see. See, my it, parents came up with a very much more archaic. Here's version. your ball in a cup. <laughs> Play with that, you asshole. <laughs> I dropped the ball. Oh, but it's attached to the tree, attached to the cup. So that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. this was when you grew up in London as a little orphan boy. Oh boy, it's a ball in a cup. But what we actually did for, uh, like, no joke, this is like the most archaic version of this. I can go up, we would go on trips, like, again, used to live in Wyoming, and we would take trips down here to Mississippi to see my grandparents, like, once or twice a year. And we would go into this big van that was owned by my uncle and my aunt at the time. And we would get this tiny VHS TV and (laughs) wire it up to where it was in the cigarette lighter of the van. (laughs) (laughs) And we would bring VHSs with us. And I, I pissed off my mom one time because we were watching Wizard of Oz. And I was in the back seat going, ding dong, the bitch is dead. Which is like, How old were you? I was like 10. I was maybe 13 years old. And I thought I was being quiet. I clearly wasn't. Shut up. You're ruining, you're ruining Judy Garland. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but in, just to say that this movie, like it, it was, it was a, comfort movie like i yeah. would i could watch this movie anytime because it's also not that long it's like an hour 40 and it feels hour 40 i would actually argue it's more like just an hour and a half yeah i mean okay with with credits and stuff fine jeff <laughs> but <laughs> still but still like today whenever people hear that like like morbius is like an hour and a half, you know. Even they go, oh, even that's extremely short. Even Thor Ragn or Thor Love and Thunder. Whenever people they were like, it's under two hours. People were like, you can't have a, a good movie that's like under two hours. You're gonna lose so much. This movie sets up its motivation and its yeah. characters so well and so simply because they are just simple archetypes that you well, can recognize so easily. Well, one of the things that. I have to say to that is mm-hmm. back in the day when you have masterpiece classics coming out, the standard was an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. If you went over an hour and a half, they were actually scared that the audience would not be engaged and just leave. Yeah. Like when I, I, I think it was 10 commandments came out. Um, there were people that were scared that this three hour film was going to just not do it for anybody and uh, I think it was Ben Hur, which is about four hours long. Yeah. Uh, Red Skelton actually got on his show and said, "I watched the show and I only got about halfway because the kid in front of me grew up." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I mean, you know, you run into that danger, but like, you know, it it speaks to a movie's writing and pacing, and also the actors you have, because, like I said, like it shows, you know, Jessica Alba walks in, which. I'd say this, you know, a lot. I remember at the time, you know, Jessica Alba was one of those actresses, actresses that would get shit on a lot by these fucking man babies because they would be cry, they would be like, you know, oh well, she's just like all, they all would. She is is hot. That's yeah, all. But they would simultaneously be like so excited for her to be in it because they're I, like, oh, she's hot. 
You know? Yay, boobs. Yeah, like they both loved seeing her, but also would criticize her. But right. she gives a good performance in this. She, I really enjoy her. She does her. a good job. And, but like when you, but I, I'll say like obviously one of the standouts is whenever you have, like Chris Evans is so good. And whenever he's pull like showing him on that motorcycle riding in with the, kissing that girl and stuff, I'm like, that's extremely dangerous. Why that's are you jo- doing that? That's Johnny Storm. But like it works. It, it sets up that hot head. Gr- gr- no gr- pun intended. Growing. Up reading the <laughs> comics of Fantastic Four and then seeing his opening be that, I was like, That's Johnny. They nailed it. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, but they start meeting each yeah. other, and you see, you're immediately seeing the interactions. Like, you see that Sue and Johnny have that good brother sister relationship. You see that Johnny and Ben have like this kind of rivalry where they'll pick on each other yeah. and harass but, each but, other. But it's always good nature. Yeah, you see that John uh Reed and Ben are good friends. You see Ben has a has a relationship he wants to get back with. I mean, that's the thing. It's like him opening up his book and being like, "Ah, oh, miss you, Deb." Is like so quick, but I but Michael but, Chiklis is so yeah. genuine with it. I immediately feel for Ben. Right. And it also sets up that Ben has almost this like immediately immediate dislike for Von Doom yeah. because he just immediately goes, this guy's in it for himself. Yeah, which is the same reason he, he basically dislikes Doom and Johnny for the exact same reason because they're both like into themselves. Yeah. Uh, there's no real like difference between his uh, treatment of both of them. Uh but in some, so yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, but and we're like, no, he treats them <laughs> the exact same, he hates both of them, yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. They're, I, I would say that you know, when push comes to shove, obviously, you know, Johnny and, and Ben are there for each other, but it's not because they're like, oh, I actually do like him. I'm like, I think they both genuinely do not like each other, yeah. I, I think, it's, <laughs> which is fine, I think it's more like, I tolerate you, I, tol- yeah, I tolerate you because you're my. You're my coworker. You're, you're my friend's brother, and it's like I like I'm tolerate you because you're my sister's <laughs> ex boyfriend's friend. I am your. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> I am your your second, second cousin's, cousin's twice removed roommate yeah. from Spaceballs. What does, what does that make us? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> which is what you're going to be right now. Uh, so they Love start that movie. and they start getting their suits, which yeah. I do like whenever they are uh, giving their suits. And uh, you immediately are like, oh, that's going to be their uh, suit uh, for yeah. their, like, their costume. Yeah. It's going to morph into that. and like <laughs> Morph? I always laugh. It's morphing time! It's a morphing time! I always laugh at the scene whenever Sue comes in with the suits and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, she's got – it's cut down. So I mean, because Jessica Alba is a very attractive woman. And yeah. they're going to play up that sex appeal, especially the mid-2000s. The thing is, though, she walks in and like she's her cleavage is out in this thing, yeah. um, and she's she's walking in and everything, and she's pulling these out. And Reed walks over and he's like, "Wow, fantastic!" And she's like smiling, and then he's like, and he's like, "Oh, the carbon fibers, that's really amazing." And then she looks disappointed. I'm like, "Was she like? Why are they making it to where she was walking in and she was like?" And he, whenever he's saying fantastic, she's like, yes, I am fantastic in my skin tight outfit. <laughs> and so disappointed. I mean, clearly she wants clearly that she reaction. Want, she wanted that. Clearly. Yeah, she wanted that from him. Like, that's her whole thing is like, he is too focused on the science. She wants him to spend time with her and to acknowledge her. I mean, 
And the thing is, he's like, I'm too nerdy. I don't know how to do this because I'm a nerd. And that's why she likes him is because he's a big ass nerd, which is funny. But it's just yeah, it always attractive is, gals are attracted to nerds. What they a are. fantasy. They <laughs> are. They are. They're, it just depends. Yeah. It all depends. Uh, but, but so uh, and then uh, what's as, he got? as the wiki goes, as the wiki goes, um, the quintet travels to space to observe the cosmic energy clouds, but Reed has miscalculated and the clouds materialize well ahead of schedule. Yes. Reed, Susan, and Johnny leave the shielded station to rescue Ben, who has gone on a spacewalk uh, to place the samples, and Victor closes the shield behind them. Ben receives full exposure out in space while the others receive a more limited dose. Yes. Uh, They return home but soon begin to develop strange powers. Now, I will say this. Whenever they're in space and, yeah, it starts going off. When Ben's out there, he's, like, facing towards the cloud. Yeah. Which is weird because then he's like, Ben, you need to come in. And he turns to Reed and he's like, I'm not done planting your flowers yet. Because I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. And then he's like, Ben, turn around. And he turns around and then there he sees the cloud. I'm like, that giant cloud you should have seen. You really did not see that until last second, dude. But also wasting time to be like, Ben, turn around. (laughs) There are so many moments in this that are peak 2000s cheese. And I'm I'm all for it. I do not care. So so much cheese you can put it on bread. Yeah. But I do like whenever they're getting hit with the uh, solar rays that you kind of see elements of their powers. Like Ben's you don't see that much. Like he's getting hit hard. So that may be playing into the rock uh, element of him. But Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, he's getting – whenever the others like Reed's getting hit and his face is like stretching – uh, as he's getting hit, yeah. whenever Sue's getting hit, she's starting to disappear. She, she kind of yeah. goes ethereal for a minute. Johnny gets hit, and you see fire developing on him. So I kind of like those elements of like you know teasing what we're going to be seeing down the line. Yeah, and then yeah, you see as if their personalities didn't already yeah f- foreshadow what their uh, powers were going to be. Right, which is so weird to have this movie in two thousand five when one year earlier we had The Incredibles, which is. The Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Four. You have your stretchy one. You have your one who does uh, uh, force fields force and fields. invisibility. You have your strong one. You only difference you have the hot headed one, which is Dash, yeah. but he's the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> Dash, Dash, hundred yard Dash. Uh, and so Love yeah, but they do come back, and then they are waking up, and yeah, they have these new powers. Reed is able to stretch like rubber. Susan's able to turn invisible, create force fields, especially when angered. Uh, Johnny can engulf himself in flame. Is able to fly, um, and well, ben, not yet. He's, he can fly well, a little bit. He can fly a little only, bit. That's a yeah. that's a ki- constant uh, teasing throughout the movie is him being is like, him being I flew, I that. flew, and everyone's like, you flew. That's ridiculous. And it's like, you fucking turn invisible, <laughs> Sue. What are you talking about? We've passed uh, in in. Like impossibilities. I, I kind of always had the joke growing up that um, I actually remember making this joke one time that Johnny Storm at the very start of Fantastic Four is Petrie from Land Before Time. Okay. <laughs> Petri. Fly, Petrie. <laughs> Fly. And then Grim Sarah. And that, oh, and that he's an asshole. <laughs> Oh God! I do, but uh, yeah, they. I mean, they and they start developing developing yeah. their power slowly because Grim is is fine. Grim becomes this 
he, well, he's fine initially. Well, initially, and then he slowly yeah. turns into this large rock-based creature with superhuman strength and durability. Yeah, which I mean, but you also have like, you know, they're slowly getting their powers. Like, you know, Reed will stretch a little bit. She'll turn invisible because she's upset. Johnny, like, he's like, you know, fuck this noise. I'm going out. And, Go and skiing. I'm going skiing. And I do like the moment where she puts the thermometer in his mouth and, like, it's steadily rising. She's like, oh, you're hot. And he's like, thank you. So are you. I'm not afraid <laughs> to cry. Um, like, like, Chris Evans has a great charisma that's able to shine through this. Yeah. However, he commits sexual assault when he kisses her without consent. Truth. Johnny, what the hell? Johnny, uh, come on, man. You know, come on. And a bit more it's, class than It's that. such a weird thing. Like, you know, nowadays it is so weird to watch these old things. Because the thing is, like, I'm not watching that being like, oh, my God, Johnny's the worst type of person. It's a movie. It's exaggerated. Most people should grow up learning that this is not the way to, to yeah. act and everything. However, like... You know, it's it's it's, it's, with, it's with it being a movie and stuff. I'm like I'm letting it go because that's not the point of it, the moment. It's it's still it's those moments where I sit there and go, huh? It wouldn't fly today, but there it is. It is. I mean, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I don't think it's like it's, I'm not watching this being like, man, Fantastic Four is pretty problematic. I think I'm watching this just being like, ah, well, that that's a hot headed guy, you know? Right. And the thing is. If the internet and the way we treat Chris Evans is anything, that man could do that and get away with it. <laughs> he's Chris Evans. True. Uh, he True. wouldn't do that because he's Chris Evans. Because he's Chris he Evans. He could do it because he's Chris Evans. Right. And but see, that's great power. Comes great comes responsibility. Great responsibility. And Chris Evans got that to a T. <laughs> yeah. And then they go out, you know, they go out there snowboarding. Yeah. And I do like them. It, it, you, again, this is one of those mid 2000s cliches of, of a line whenever they're going down and he's on fire. And she's like, You're on fire. Thanks. So are you. <laughs> You're pretty yeah. good too. Oh, I'm like, Oh, duh. God. Cringe. Cheese. I love it. It's a comic book. It's NBA Jam. It's <laughs> NBA Jam. NBA Jam. I like Jam. Sega, Sega Genesis. Okay. He's on fire! <laughs> a, I, I love that game. I didn't grow up with uh, that kind of Sega. I grew up with like the Sega handheld. Oh. Sega. Uh, uh, Sega Sega. <laughs> I don't know what it's oh, called. It's not It's not Vita. That's PlayStation. No. no. Uh, I can't remember. I, I forget. If only we had a thing in front of us. Oh, no. Uh, but we're both using ours. So yeah, we... Then, you know, um, it is how, one of those things, though, like, he's on fire and, like, yeah. he's, he, he almost dies because he falls off, like, this ledge. And that's when he catches on fire and kind of flies a bit. And he crashes. And then he's just naked in this kind of spring. He's like, care to join me? And she's like, okay. And, like, drops the stuff. I'm, I'm like, did he not? Did you not just see him turn on fire, fall off a ledge, and then he's just naked in a geyser and you're fine with I, it? I, I don't know. You going in there and cuddling him could mean you're getting third degree burns right now. If it's Chris Evans, it's worth it. And we so it's worth it. <laughs> At least third degree burns, you don't feel them. Yeah. And then the, like, until later, I'll say this: I also really like the way they utilize a lot of these powers. Uh, like, like we we'll probably talk about Fan Four Stick one day. But <laughs> but one thing I do, definitely hope to see within the MCU is. I want to see unique ways of using these powers. Like when Reed's trying to get into Grimm's uh, and, room. And slipping and his hand under there? Yeah, like you see his thought process of being like, I could – would this work? And he's like – you see him flatten his hand and go up. And I – like I think it looks fine, the CGI. Like, well, well, for the time, it was all right. 
even now, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I mean, I, it looks color-wise a little rubbery, but he's made of, rubber. of rubber. You know, I'm like, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm not yeah. going to fault the movie. It works in the moment, and that's enough for it. It doesn't take me out of it. Mm. So I, I, I was cool it, with that. It didn't take me out of it either. Yeah, but Ben gets um, away. But... One little quick note here that it does after, like, saying that they all turn into things. Um, Victor uh, is facing backlash with his stockholders Mm -hmm. uh, due to the publicity stunt of this whole failed mission. Which I don't like. You you don't like that, eh? I don't like this this thing about Victor. Not because because they're changing, you know, Doom... It's okay, whatever, but it feels too much like Spider-Man 1. That's You're right. out, Norman. Out, am I? <laughs> and, like, it's the exact same story. It's 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 tired. Yeah. Um, you uh, know. Uh, I, now that you pretty much said it's Spider-Man 1, it's like, yeah, I see, I yeah. see that it, now. It, it t- you know, and they, they hint at aspects of his Latvian origin. But, hinted, but, but, it's, but they don't really go into it. He's not any kind of politician. He's just a rich asshole. Yeah. And it's... Which, I, having him the leader of his own country would have made a way better movie, in my opinion. Yeah. But... Like, I mean, you could still have him going to him for financial uh, resources. Especially, like... Yeah. I mean, if he's... That's what scientists Na- do yeah, nowadays Na- anyway. Like, if NASA, if NASA is literally not funding your project which was the whole thing and you're having to go to von doom it's like okay america's not helping me let me go to this this other diplomat that i know from college yeah. you know who, who i learned late who, after the fact that he it was like the prince or the ruler of a small nation yeah you know or from there and, and it turns out it he has the same interests as i do and he's willing to yeah give me money for it right but so, ben breaks out yeah uh he tries to return home to see his fiance debbie Played by Lori, or played by uh, Lori Holden, I think it is. I think it's Lori Who's from, uh, from The Walking Dead. From The Walking Dead. For the, is, that, is that The Walking Dead theme song? Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's totally not. Then why did you do this? Because I wanted it. I don't think, I don't, they probably didn't hear that at all. I see a little bit of a bleep on our thing, and I don't know that, wait, wait, let me see if that was what it was. Very slightly. Wait, let me see if it does on my head. <laughs> this is so it actually, stupid. It actually had a little bit more of a wavelength on oh, your head. Yeah, well, my head's more hollow. <laughs> Nothing in there. All vibes. <laughs> uh, but she cannot handle his new appearance and flees in fear. Yeah. That was such a sad moment. It is. But, like, also, you're like, if I, if I were, if I turned into a rock man, and then I was having to reveal myself to someone I knew. I wouldn't – I would say like, all right, there was an accident up in space. It's messed me up. I've changed appearance. I look like a giant rock. It's okay. <laughs> and then I would reveal myself. But being like, remember when we said we love each other no matter what? Yeah, I remember that. Bam! <laughs> That is a more of a shock <laughs> than you need to kind of ease someone into. That being said, but, it is very sad, it, and that it, it is very sad and that thing. jerk of a taxi man who, with no context, goes, "Hey, I'm gonna call the cops for no reason." <laughs> like seriously, and everyone's like, "I saw it. It was a man." 
<laughs> That's right, chipmunk. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, and he and he runs away and goes to the bridge. Yeah, he goes to the Brooklyn Bridge, accidentally causing a traffic pileup while stopping a man from committing suicide. Yeah, which they. It's one of those moments in like a kid, like because this is a kids movie. It, 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 is. it is for it is for children. There are like moments in it that are for some reason like gratuitous to in order to be like, hey, teenagers, isn't this cool? By having like you know mainly Jessica Alba, uh, mainly and, Jessica and, and Alba and the girls that sexy. hang out around uh, Johnny Storm. Yeah, but especially Jessica because they like she's especially in her Jessica. Underwear. Uh, but besides that, like this movie's for children. Yeah. And it's fun for children. But the what I say is they're having a man up there to commit suicide, but like they're not focusing on it. Like no kid's gonna be like, Oh my god, I'm scarred. Like they're yeah. able to have this moment and it just like it works in the moment and like all everyone who knows what's ha- about to happen with that man, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh jeez. Yeah. You know. But he does stuff like he's trying to stop him. It's like, you think you got problems. Look at me. Look at me, buddy. <laughs> Which I think Ben was also up there for. Like, he probably would have he, he, he might have. And he probably would have sunk to the bottom. <laughs> just... <laughs> I can't help you if you don't wish. Come on, Aladdin! <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. I was actually going to make it an It's a Wonderful Life reference, but that oh. works too. <laughs> Clarence shows up, tries to bring him hey, up. Hey, there, Ben. You're <laughs> Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Which he does, like, Michael Chiklis has a great voice as, as the thing. Yeah, but. Uh, which he also just, like. Like he did out of nowhere, and they're yeah. like. Which he also kind of looks like him, you know? <laughs> I always say. Every time I look yeah. at Ben before he becomes a thing, I think of the line from uh, Reservoir Dogs where he's like, You ever read Fantastic Four? Yeah. The thing. <laughs> Motherfucker. Looks just like. The thing, because <laughs> he's talking about like the old yeah. bald guy, yeah. and I it it always makes me laugh because it's a great casting, and I mm. I'll go ahead and say this, you know, you have people be like, you know, Tom, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect as Iron Man, uh, Hugh Jackman perfect as Wolverine. For me, Michael Chiklis is amazing. He's a, as Ben Grimm, he's a great Ben Grimm. I think. Like even more than Chris Evans, I think he's the standout in this whole movie. Right. I I I one hundred percent agree because he's able to act through all that makeup. Yeah, he's acting through it. He's he has uh, you feel for him so badly. Yeah, through everything, it is an amazing, he, amazing. He's the performance. one member of the Fantastic Four that does not look like a normal human being anymore, yeah. and he's got to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone. Mine is probably Julian. I think Doctor Doom leaves some things to be desired. I yeah. think the guy get, does fine with what he's given, and he was a bigger actor at the time I, because of Nip Tuck and other projects like Charmed. Yeah, but but I, I don't blame what happened in no, the movie th- on him. Yeah, I think he gives for what the mo- this movie is. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we'll probably get a much better Doom in the future, but he's okay, especially as a villain. Um, but the all the four. I think they're great. I yeah. think they all put give their all into this, and I love seeing what they do. But especially Michael Chiklis. But yeah, in causing this right. accident, like it, it is such a 
oh no, he's, he's going to get blamed for this, which he does immediately. Yeah, of with course. all the police showing up and like, yeah. It, but it it immediately goes sideways. <laughs> Yeah, the four use their various powers to contain the damage and prevent anyone from being hurt. Uh, while the public cheer them for their efforts, Ben sees his fiance leave her engagement ring on the ground and run. Yeah, that okay. So talking a what bit more the about hell? talking a bit more about the scene uh, because it kind of goes through like that this whole action sequence. This is a great action sequence. I really enjoy it. Yeah, uh, them using their powers very uniquely. There's one thing I don't like about this scene. What, what's it is that? whenever they're like, "We can't get through," but you can. To Sue, and she starts taking her clothes off, and then she comes back whenever she's in her underwear. Haha, ha. it's a studio note, probably, with put her in her underwear for the guys. Um, of course. But the thing is, she then turns back invisible, and she takes off her bra and her panties, and she starts going through the crowd, right? Uh, and then it just cuts, and she's back in her clothes, and it's like, I can't believe you made me do that and they're like we got through didn't we i'm like how they didn't even show no. how her getting naked it, did anything it did nothing. because because she gets naked and she sneaks through and then johnny and reed just kind of sneak around the crowd i'm like what did her getting naked do it, at all it, it did, did zero it did jack shit i'm sure they could i'll, cut tell, a I'll scene. tell you what it did it did service is what it did it made me at 10 years old go What's happening? <laughs> I'm feeling things. What? My heart. So sore. <laughs> What's that? A chest hair. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. What's happening to me? Everybody. I'm a man. <laughs> it's it's just one of the. It is. You know. I I just don't. It, I know why it's there. I know why they did this. Fan service. Yes. Uh, but I'm sure they cut it. I, I, I get a feeling I that on the DVD yeah. there is a cut scene. And they just like were like, well, we'll cut this bit to shorten the time. But, but we can't cut that. We have to have her still in her underwear. Uh, <sighs> like if we, cut, if we cut that, everyone will riot. <laughs> but they make it through. And yeah, I, again, I like... You, that's when you discover that she can do the fourth field. Yeah. Johnny runs up and protects the girl, which shows that he's not, he may be a hothead, but he's not like without he, his morals. He yeah. will still he'll jump. still protect people that he, need it. He'll throw himself in the line of fire. Like he doesn't know how his powers work, and he he just kind of jumps in front of it. Like maybe I will protect it, maybe I won't, but like I gotta I'm do gonna, I gotta do, do something. something. Yeah. So and then re- read. Stretching himself and grabbing the guy who's fallen, and then showing Grim uh, pull pull that entire uh, fire truck. Yeah, is awesome. And 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 him being able to do that, he he had no idea he was able to do that. Yeah, they just had to do something. That's what makes them heroes. And yeah, yeah whenever like the police are like pointing their guns, they're like, "Get on on the ground!" And like, "Stop! He's a hero!" And it, and yeah, th- but like, I hated Debbie. Like, cause she just Debbie, she she geez, walks upon man. this like them getting cheered for, it, and she's oh, like, "Damn it, Debbie! Oh, damn it, Debbie!" And she take taking off the ring and just leaving it on the ground, and it's so heartbreaking. He can't even pick it up. Reed Cause, has to come over. Big rocky finger. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then they get introduced as the Fantastic Four. Uh, yes. They do. Uh, Reed hands a heartbroken Ben the ring and vows to find a way to turn him back to normal. Uh, Victor, uh, well, 
the media dubs them as the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. for their efforts. Which is great. And, I love yeah. again, this is why this movie's infinitely better than Fan Stick, because Fan Stick does like wants to act like it's above calling their superhero team the Fantastic yeah. Four and waits until the end when it's like, oh, I got our name. And then it cuts to black when this is like that's what they're calling you guys, yeah. the Fantastic Four, because you guys are a bunch of fucking weirdo <laughs> superheroes, you know? And Johnny's all about it. Oh, yeah, Johnny loves it. Sweet! But uh, Victor watches the news story and is told that his company is lost now. Uh, the four move into You're out, Norman. You're out, Norman. <laughs> Am I? But the four move into Reed's lab in the Baxter building to uh, study their abilities. Great Stanley cameo. Yeah. Him as Willie Loman? No, not Willie Loman. That's Death of a Salesman. <laughs> but he plays Willie, who, Willie. Is, who is a comic book character. I think this is it's the first time that he played a actual comic book character yeah. as his cameo, which uh, was great. I loved I, seeing that. I loved it. But yeah. Um, Victor offers his support in their efforts, but blames Reed for the mission's failure, and the lights start flickering as he gets enraged. Yeah. Uh, which... Again, we're going on this movie's version of Doctor Doom's abilities starting to come up. Yeah, which is kind of, he has hardened skin, he's got electricity powers, it works, it's fine. Just, like, again, as an adaptation of Doctor Doom, it's not great. In terms of this movie's functionality of having a villain, it works. And again, Julian gives a fine performance. Like, whenever he starts yelling at Reed, he's like, I don't want to understand it, I just want to fix it. He, like it, he, it's a great reaction, and he's mm. he's not one hundred percent phoning it in. He's giving enough. It's fun. Yeah, it's functional. Right, and um, let's face it, a lot of people that came to see this movie have no idea who Doctor Doom is or yeah, what they, he's able they, to do. They knew him from anything. It was from Charmed. It was from Nip Tuck, and he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, and that and that's okay. Things can just be fine. Well. Reed tells the group he will construct a machine to recreate the storm and reverse its effects on their bodies, but warns it could possibly accelerate them instead. Yeah. Uh, however, Johnny refuses to give up his powers and uses them to help him with extreme sports and thus exposing Reed, Susan, and Ben's abilities to the public, which leads to a small fight between him and Ben. Which is weird because the public's already seen their abilities. Yeah. I don't, like, you know, they have this idea of, like, keeping them in... And you see a couple hijinks and some fun uses of their powers. But, yeah, they're getting mad at Johnny because he's wanting to be out there in the public and everything. I I think it's more like the monikers he slaps on them. Right. Because they're wanting to get rid of them, especially Ben. But with him acting like it's like, no, we are these superheroes. We are these personalities. It's making the public think that. Oh, they're going to stick around and be our heroes, be these celebrities. And that's when, not what they when want. they're working towards getting them turned off. <laughs> right. And that's, that's where their anger comes from. They didn't. Yeah. They needed to have that a little more because, like, but, but the if they're being like, for, you're exposing us. I'm like, you, they know about you. But the last draw for Ben is that's just it. The thing. Yeah. Which him giving them their names, it's like, I'm the human torch, that's the invisible girl. Even, and I do like that, where she's like, girl? It's like, it's an invisible woman, don't be dem- Mr. Fantastic, they're like, that could be worse. And then, yeah, it's like, what is that thing? That's just it. The thing. Which uh, I like as a name. I think that, I think I, I've always liked that. But yeah, him going out after him and he, he, he crumbles, under- he crumbles under- up his car. Yeah. Which is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, when they're, um, 
you have this altercation between them because Johnny's like, what? Why should I be sorry? I didn't turn into a monster. I'm like, dude, have some like compassion. Yeah. Like, first off, you already looked like Chris Evans. Like, you already <laughs> the genetic lottery on you. If we're talking, that's the whole thing we're experimenting. You got the crux of it. You are right? handsome. You're like you're talented. Like you are Johnny Storm. And then you, for you are, him, li- you are literally, if you walked up to my door, knocked on it, and I answer it, and you said, here's a note for your mom saying, have a good time, <laughs> I'm going with you wherever we're going. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could walk up, and you could steal my house. I'm giving it to you. But not to, like, he, Johnny's not a great guy. Like, and that's one thing, problem in this movie, it never feels like they give Johnny an arc. Where, like, he, no, he, he where kinda, he... He starts an asshole, ends an asshole. Well, he's he's like, it's like, I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. And then whenever uh, the ending climax starts happening, he's like, I'm helping out, I'm helping out. And then after it, it's like, I'm still an asshole. You know, (laughs) but like he, he, it's not like a, oh man, I didn't, I didn't realize that not being here allowed for something bad to happen. And I should have been there to protect my family and stuff. It's just like. No, he's just a jerk, and then, like, whenever the time comes, he'll step up and be heroic, but then he'll just, he'll still act like a jerk. Yeah. yeah which is, I think you needed, that, you kind of needed that. I think you just needed that to help the movie be a little better. Right. Uh, it's functional and everything, because it's more about Ben. Uh, like, Ben as kind of a central character of him kind of accepting himself in this new state is yeah. more so what the movie's doing and that that works. But with this being an ensemble, I mean, it's literally called the Fantastic Four. You need all four of them to be more changed by the events of the story. Indeed. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but they have a little skirmish, yeah. which f- when Ben throws the license plate and it yeah. hits uh, it hits Johnny and he like looks over, I'm like, that could have killed him. Like, especially yeah. being thrown ben, at that force. Ben held of, back. Like, but just even just like me throwing a license plate at someone's head is gonna fuck them up. But if him throwing it, like it could immediately slice his throat, and he could have been like, "Oh God, he's dead!" Oh no, Ben, you're a murderer. He is a monster. But you have a little skirmish between them. Where yeah. like he, I like him punching Johnny through Reed, uh, and which right. makes him like fly, and then. I mean, if they actually fought, I mean, I, it, it'd be close. I mean, Ben's I mean, pretty indestructible. but Johnny's John, got speed and able to fly. And yeah, but like... He's his, also able to go nuclear. Yeah, but it would kill him too. So, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say that a move that kills you make it, but also kills your enemy makes you the victor. <laughs> like, you both died. <laughs> so, yeah, but then, it's but a double ev- KO at that point. But eventually Ben leaves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Victor continues to mutate, his arm turning into an organic metal and allowing him to produce bolts of electricity, and he begins plotting on using his powers to take his revenge. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's doing his thing. Victor drives a wedge between Ben and Reed, uh, resulting in Ben walking out in a rage. Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah, because yeah. you have a moment of... you got to uh, have these early 2000 plots of... We have a group. Now we have to split the group. Yeah. And you have this little date that Reed and Sue go on. Now, 
I don't know if you've seen the bonus features for this movie. A long time ago. But there's a moment, like, you know, whenever he's talking to Sue, he's like, I thought you would need a stronger man. And in the movie, he expands his jaw. Where he expands his jaw to, like, almost Bruce Campbell levels. Yes. (laughs) But in the bonus features, I don't know if this was a cut scene or just something they did for fun. But on the DVD, in that scene, he goes... A stronger man. And he changes his face to look like Wolverine. <laughs> it's so weird. Like whenever I'm like, if I watched if the, that happened in the movie, I'd be like, huh? <laughs> but I think it, they did that as a joke. Yeah, it, obviously. But it would have been uh it could have been funny. But I just want to make sure to point that out. Yeah. Uh but then yeah, he comes back and there's a little fight between uh Ben and and Reed, which again I like the way they use his powers and him wrapping around uh, Ben to hold him where he can't move. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It, it shows that there's – yeah, he's got super strength, but Reed is actually smart enough to go, oh, if I put tension on all his points, he's not going to be able to move. His super strength's nothing. Yeah. He also ha- – it shows Reed's intelligence. It also shows the versatility of – of that power. Stretchiness right. can do a lot. It's not just about like, oh, I can be stand here and stretch over there. Like, you can turn into anything. You can look like anything. Right. You know, and I, like, the last time I've seen a good stretchy character, like, in live action is probably Elongated Man from the Flash TV show. Those effects aren't too that, bad. But it's like, been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, and they allow him to have those types of powers. Like, he can change his face. He can, you know turn into objects like i mean like the the versatility is enormous and right. that's why like i'm excited to see what they do within the mcu like what what they i, I bet in like, the hands be of the right writers read is gonna be phenomenal yeah be creative with it uh whereas quite frankly in like the early days including this movie read kind of came off as a little bit lame i think he works fine he, i, he I works think fine i but think compared I, to like I mean, Ben and Johnny, he yeah. seems kind of weak sauce. Like fan, fan four stick is trash. The way no, they read, he, yeah. he barely uses his powers for anything extra, fantastic. But like <laughs> you know, like he'll jump over a rail, fantastic. Um, but in this, there's versatility, and I think uh, the actor get. I, mm. I enjoy him. Yeah. Um, now I will say that I don't think this this isn't really the read we know from the comics because he's not that much of an asshole. Like he has <laughs> hints of it, but like he's more like I want to help humanity. In the comics, he's like I want to help me. me. <laughs> I'm the best for humanity. Everyone yeah. should be under my leadership because I'm the best. There's a council of reeds. Like if the council of reeds met this guy, they'd be like, Yeah, you're a little too nice. That's dangerous. <laughs> We're gonna get rid of you, right? So, um, but yeah, he he Grim leaves Grim, out of anger. Grim leaves in a huff. huff. Um, Susan soon scolds Johnny on how he's using his powers just to gain popularity. Duh, it's Johnny. Yeah, you, <laughs> do you not know your brother? I know, right? Uh, this motivates Reed to... Which having that little Easter egg of him bringing... He's like, hey, we got toys now. And it's like, I think I grew up with that <laughs> thing, uh, action figure. Like with the widespread fingers. It's clobbering time! And then he just breaks it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this motivates Reed to attempt to the machine on himself. But he cannot generate the power needed to push... Uh, 
the storm to critical mass. Right. Um, Victor hears Reed tell Susan this and has Ben brought to the lab. Ben is placed into the machine and Doom uses his own abilities to produce the electricity needed to power it, turning Ben back to normal and accelerating Doom's condition, causing much of his body to turn to metal. And he knocks Ben unconscious and kidnaps Reed. Because Ben Ben is a regular guy. Which, and I, I like those elements of Doom being a little more intelligent and being able to recognize. It's like, Ben, like, Ben has expressed a lot of strength. If I'm going to have trouble with any of them, it's going to be, be him. him. So, let me get rid of him. Specifically, this Doctor Doom. If, if we're talking comics yeah. Doctor Doom. It's He's like, like, I got to get rid of Reed. <laughs> I, I got to get rid of all four of them. Yeah. but Because getting, he recognizes each one of them is a threat. Yeah. But picking them off one by one, getting, like, changing him back first is probably the best option. Yeah. And, yeah. And then takes Reed. Yeah. And then hooks him up to, like, a... Super cooling unit. Yeah, what uh, happens when... Uh, according to cool, this. You cool... What happens when, you, when a toad's struck by lightning? The same, same thing that happens, happens to everything, everything else. else. <laughs> Most lame line you could have given... It, that is an amazing line. It is terrible. <laughs> so am I. That's Storm. why I love it so much. And, but I Storm do lo- needed a better one-liner. If, but Victor now calling himself Doom... As if that's not part of his name already. Yeah, he's like, um, both doctors. I'm like, are you? Are you a doctor? You? Yeah, I think they see you. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Doom. <laughs> I want to see your PhD. <laughs> but he dons a metal mask to hide his physical deformities and uh, tortures Reed using the super cooling unit because when you super cool rubber, it basically becomes brittle, able to crack. Yeah. Um, Doom fires a super heat. A heat-seeking missile at the Baxter building to kill Johnny. Yeah. This is where Johnny finally learns how to fly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to kill them all because he doesn't think... Yeah, it's to like, kill them all. Because if if, he if he's sending the, the missile, he knows it's going to go for Johnny. And it's if gonna he can't... It's going to take out Susan as well. Right. Because, but that's why he's like then... Because he, he doesn't know he can fly. No. And neither Johnny really does Johnny, because Johnny's like, I gotta do this. I mean, like, hey, it's the best motivator is fear. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'm either going to become, I can either fly and get out of here, or I'm going to splat on the pavement and kill everyone who's on the pavement because the heat-seeking <laughs> missile is still coming for me. So, right? win-win, Johnny. I guess <laughs> he just trusts. It. He's so confident in himself. Yeah, which it is cool. Him jumping off. Uh, him just randomly saying flame on and then that being the thing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, buddy, but I guess adrenaline does things. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would have been funny if he, if it showed him, like, in his becoming a celebrity, he's like, I need some sort of catchphrase. And, like, he kept working on things. But, and it wasn't and then, until and he then came lands up on with flame on, on that that then became, right. it's like, oh, that's what I needed. I'm like, I, that could have been a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not plausible. It's a comic book. I'm fine with silly. But I mean, we're talking cool. about people with superpowers. Yeah. It's pretty silly already. Which him going off and flying and then, yep. yeah, you think he, he flies through the city evading it. Uh, he lights a garbage barge on fire to trick it, which poor barge and those poor bargemen. I don't know. If, I think it was empty. I hope. <laughs> I hope too. Or Johnny's a murderer. <laughs> But it were it was a, it was quick thinking yeah. on his part and and was smart. 
Yeah. And Susan rushes to confront Doom as Ben begins to regret his decision to turn normal. Yeah. Um, and having no previous knowledge of how this machine works, nope. he turns it on. <laughs> he, he turns it on. For all you know, it could have blown him to smithereens. Oh my god! What has happened to me? I've become a monster, but even more of a monster than what I was before. I'm not a monster! <laughs> I mean, he becomes the elephant man. <laughs> he becomes the elephant John man. John Hurt. Yeah. He just turns into John Hurt. <laughs> he, just, he comes out of it and he's like, hello there. <laughs> I would have Oh my God. <laughs> but, but he does yeah. turn back. Uh, Susan frees Reed and battles Doom but is outmatched. And Ben arrives to save her, transformed back into the thing, because he somehow figured out how to do this super high-tech scientific thing that he, all by himself. That he didn't pay attention to at all. I mean, yes, all. he's an astronaut, but which that means doesn't he has things, It but... doesn't correlate to make-believe machines <laughs> to recreate the solar panels that you were going up there to study, and if you can recreate them with this machine, <laughs> why are you worrying about... like If you can recreate a machine that does the exact same thing... With the money you have already, why are you going to a billionaire in order to go up to space to do it? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the biggest... Pl- Logic leaps. That, I don't know. That is probably the biggest kind of plot hole. It's like... It, you, you understand? Like, yeah. Because he's I, doing... I, I get it. I get it. Like, the, if you're going to have any problem like that, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I'm... Uh, it, movies... But, but, movie has to have a plot, so no, I ignore movie's it. Movie's got a movie. Um, so Ben arrives, saves her, the battle spills into the streets, and the four assemble to battle Doom. Yes. And this is a pretty cool sequence. I love this moment. Them showing their combo moves and them working with each other shows the strength of the Fantastic Four. Which is, again, something we need to do with our D&D group. Yes, we need to talk, we need to talk about that today with them. Yeah. Um. But Johnny and Susan combine their powers to wrap Doom into an inferno with, of extreme heat. And Ben and Reed douse him with cold water to basically induce thermal shock and freeze Doom in place. Yes. And everyone it, cheers, yay. Yeah, you stopped that guy who just showed up randomly. Was that, you, was that someone you knew? I don't know. It was the He's man in the Iron in the Mask. Of the road now. Yeah. But, but yeah, I love the... Him doing the supernova or going hot enough, like going hotter. He doesn't go supernova because that would have killed everybody. Right. But he goes hot enough to heat up the metal. Then you know uh, she Sup- she uses her force field to contain it, and you know then they they he breaks the fire extinguishing uh, fire hydrant. Reed Reed turns redirects into a, it. Redirects it. It's so good. It's so well done. I really right. love seeing that stuff. It was it was it was some good stuff. But as an epilogue, yes. Ben informs Reed that he has accepted his condition with the help of Alicia Masters. Right, who is a character, He, whenever he was in his sulking mood, he met up, who was a blind lady, played by Kerry Washington, yeah. who you know is a huge star in her own right now, but right. then I don't know how well-known she was, but she's fantastic. I don't think she was fantastic. very well-known when this came out, right. but she's definitely gone places after that yeah and this is a moment like kind of what we were talking in our first half of this episode uh in characters of being like race swapped and it works fine alicia masters in the comics is white like and having carrie washington does nothing nothing at all nothing wrong to the character and she does a great performance for how small of a role she has 
Um, and yeah, she's she her being blind uh, is kind of fu- you know. I guess it's trying to say something that's just like, oh, well, she can look past it. I'm like, I mean, I think she'd be fine with it regardless. That's just kind of the right. person she is. It's speaking I, I more think, to Debbie's I think character. whether she had yeah. sight or not, she would still be okay with him. Yeah, but she's just like, oh, it's a rock man. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. He, he's a nice guy. Right. Yeah. And um, the team decide to embrace their roles as superheroes and unite officially as the Fantastic Four. Reed proposes to Susan, who accepts and they share a kiss. But meanwhile, Doom's statuesque remains are being transported back to his homeland of Latveria uh, when the Dockmaster's electronic manifest briefly experiences an electronic interference. Yes. Dun, dun, to dun. tease a sequel, which we do get in two years. We, we do? Yeah. I, I blocked it from my memory. What, what? You forgot Rise of the Silver Surfer? <laughs> came back. Came back. Jesus. Okay. I was so confused. You were doing a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they came back. But that's uh, 2005's Fantastic Four, directed by Tim Story. Yeah. Um, I like this movie. It, I think it is completely it's, serviceable and it's a fine one. 100 percent serviceable, as you said. It's entertaining. Yeah. Um, I would recommend people to watch it. Yeah. It's just a. It's a good film. It's a good time. It's not it's, great. No. And yes, they do screw up Doctor Doom. Yeah. If you're a big comic book guy. But there are too many movies nowadays, that, or I mean, especially people who see movies, who a movie is either horrible or the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah, like it, literally, it, the Weekly Planet, uh, who is one of my favorite podcasts. They, whenever they see a movie, they and they do it as a joking thing. But their way no. of ranking a movie, whenever they say. Or any or anything, it's either best movie ever or worst movie ever, and it, and it has to it's it's in those two categories. It's got to so, be based off that. I'd say this is the best movie ever. Uh, but I can't, I can't say it's bad, so no, I'll I, say it's a, the best movie ever as well. Yeah, but but, uh, but to go to go based off if we're doing our own kind of rating rating set, I mean it's a, it's an easy like. C plus B minus movie. Yeah, I, mean, I like. That's where I was sitting. Was it's, like, it's maybe B minus. It's a good. I, I it's, think it's a good movie. It's, it's entertaining. It actually has some good character moments. Has yeah. some good action sequences. Yeah. Uh, the only real problems is that little plot hole that you yeah. were talking about. Well, I think that's and, the biggest thing for me. Is like you know when you, if you. If that kind of thing takes you out of the whole thing, which, I mean, it's a big <laughs> plot hole. It's the whole point of them going out into space. Right. But I'm, I'm able to look past it because you're going to find those things within movies, comic books, even stories in general. It's right. all – and I, Why don't I'm the Eagles sh- take the ring to Modo? That is a legitimate reason. What reason? <laughs> Why is it? He would have been corrupted, you fool! But – I do like this movie, but I'm also equally excited to see what they do with them in the MCU. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to hopefully one day, please, heavens above, let there be a good final, uh, a Fantastic Four film. And please, if you're going to do Doctor Doom, do him the best way possible. Yeah. And I would love to see, like I said, a TV show, a miniseries based off of him to set him up as the villain for Fantastic Four. Indeed. But we got to pick next week's movie. Now, yes. Now, Jeff, before we did this, you and I, we still had some leftover movies suggested by our friends. But we yep. went through and we put in 
We have a hundred movies 100. in our raffle. We put a hundred movies in the raffle, and we are going to hit that raffle button and choose our movie for next week. And I'm excited because We've got this some. is now going to be the format where we'll having movie news, other mm. fun nerdy topics, yep. but then talking about because if anything, we're nerds for movies. We yep. love movies. Of all types, these don't, and these aren't movies just regarding nerd-related uh, topics. Right. Because of us, our nerddom and geekdom for uh, movies in general, we'll talk about anything. So, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be hitting this raffle right now. Again, a hundred options. A hundred. And That's we're hitting huge. the raffle right now. And next week, we're doing Hotel, Hotel Artemis. Artemis. Jeff, have you seen this movie? I have not seen this film. I have. Um, it's going to be quite a discussion. <laughs> Look really? it up real quick to see where uh, people can watch uh, it. Uh, but this, 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 we're trying to keep uh, horror movies to October and uh, Christmas movies to December. That being said, this movie kind of teeters that line. Not exactly. Like it, it's it's kind, more of like a thriller, maybe. Yeah, thriller action movie, but it's not fully an a. Uh, on a horror movie. Let's Where see. can people watch this movie? You can watch it on Showtime, Hulu, uh, YouTube TV. Hulu Sling, for free? Uh, Hulu um, with the premium subscription. Which I have, so I can um, help you watch Showtime, it. you'd have to have a subscription as well. Okay. Uh, YouTube TV with a premium subscription. Sling TV with a premium subscription. Uh, Prime Video for two ninety nine. So you can easily rent it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I believe that's uh, kind of it. Yep, that's it. That's it. This movie has quite the cast. Do you want to look up the cast real quick? Yeah, I'm about to do that right now. You're gonna flip out at some of these names in this movie. Let me see. Hotel Artemis. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to watch this again. Hotel Artemis cast. There we go. Because I watched this in the like we went and Holy saw this. Shit. We saw this like at midnight one time. So I think I may have actually fallen asleep towards the end. Dave Bautista, Sterling K. Brown, mm-hmm. Jodie Foster, Jeff Goldblum, Brian Tyree Henry. Yep. This Holy is a hell. stacked Zachary cast. Quinto. Yep. So. Next week, we will be, of course, doing our normal shtick of talking about nerd news, but also other nerd topics that we find during the week. But our main movie that we'll be discussing is Hotel Artemis. I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. I'm hyped for the new content coming out of uh, Fleet Street Geeks. Of course, like I said, down the line, we'll be talking about, you know... um, Full reviews for Sandman Season 1 and She-Hulk yeah. that we've already been discussing and having reactions for. We do appreciate all the support we've gotten for those. But, ju- again, just for, like, now, uh, for time-wise and our availability, sticking to the podcast and making it the best that it can be for you guys is what we're going to stick to. Right. So make sure to tune in for next week, every Tuesday, for a new episode. And, as always, I'm Seth. And I'm Jeff. And we are the Fleet Street Geeks. Signing off.